are listening to the Heavy Metal Hangover, where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy. With your hosts wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes, Rex and Duff. Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. And we want to throw this out right... Well, not the episode. We probably should. But let's just throw the episode out right now. Um... <laughs> We're gonna make it. We're gonna make an announcement right out of the gate. Um, it is Saturday night for us. It's not for you. Or it might be. You know, it doesn't matter. But uh, we normally record Friday nights, and Rex lost power all night. I ended up losing power, so we were absolutely not able to record yesterday. And Rex threw his back out, humping your mom. He's in a lot of pain, and basically, we're just gonna flat out say that. We are doing tonight's episode solely because there was a couple of little things we wanted to talk about, and I don't know, we kind of felt the need to get an episode out, but we're just saying this might be a short episode. Like, yeah. we might say to hell with it 20 minutes in, I have no idea. <laughs> Clearly, spoiler alert, you can see how long the episode is when you're looking at it, so you listening know how long this episode is, we have no idea, but it might, it might be short. Uh, not Vinny Pecker short, but it, it might be short. I injured so, my, uh, I was going to say, I injured my knee, I played hockey, I injured my knee, Last Friday, and then I played three more times after injuring my knee because you know I'm a di- I'm a I almost said I'm a dip. <laughs> <laughs> Not my fault the bartender cut you off last night. <laughs> I almost uh, I almost called my I almost said the s word there because I'm stupid. Um. Anyway, so like so that stupid full of blank and effing nuts. <laughs> so I was gonna go skateboarding today. I didn't get a chance to do that because my knee was. I, it was one of those days where. You know, I played. I played yesterday morning, and you know how after you, you know, when you do physical activity, and and Duff, you might not know about this. But <laughs> no, I, yeah. The last time I did physical activity was when I was drinking beer and wanking it. You know what I no, mean? No, but I'm saying, like, you know, when you do physical activity, you're like, ah, oh, I feel great, and then the next day you wake oh, yeah, up no, and just want to like jump clarify. off a roof. <laughs> yeah. A, I don't do physical activity, and B, I really don't remember the last time I felt great. So let's just let's just get rid of both of those right now. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, if, if I if I was, let's just put it this way, um, if I was feeling great, she was smiling up at me. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah, continue, continue. Get me off that subject. Go back to your go back to your back pain or whatever you were talking about. Back pain burger. Uh, <laughs> no, um, and I was going to say, so, yeah, you know, it's, you know, I, I like an idiot. I kept playing and, um, you know, you know how it goes. So, uh yeah, I don't know. But anyways, so yeah, and then like all day I, I was I was in the backyard, I was doing some work and I was I was I you know, was hunched over and my back is killing me. So, I'm in a lot of pain right now. Basically, oh, and I had furniture delivered and they dropped it on my off on my my walkway. So I had to it was outside, I was outdoor furniture and each box weighed 75 pounds. So I had to pick those up and carry those to my backyard. So basically the entire right side of my body feels like I got hit by a truck. So, uh, you know, you know I'm, I'm in a lot of pain right now, so hopefully a few, what was it, put some ice on it, and after that, it's nothing a few beers can't take care of. <laughs> <laughs> nothing a few beers can't take care of. So anyway, so I, I, don't mean, I don't mean to pull a duff like this is how bad my week is. I'm just, you know, telling y'all, if I, uh, if I don't make it, you know, if I don't make it, if, we, if this is a shorter episode, that's why. You know, it's actually been a while since I've had an hour long. This is how bad my life sucks rant at the beginning of the show. I, I mean, true. I do it. I, I I I dabble in the my life sucks, 
But, you know, it's this new medication I've been on. It, it helps me see through the crap and focus a lot more on what's more what's really, really important, which, as you know, are Menza films and stroke books. But again, moving moving on. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. My my week. It's been another one. It's just like a complete and utter blur. I have no idea. I didn't even realize yesterday was Friday. And then now you're like, um, I was sitting here recording. I know you've got a song in the, in the works. Um, I just recorded Fortunes of War by Iron Maiden. And then I'm actually doing another Iron Maiden song. Um, now, it, full disclosure, I'm not doing any of the good Iron Maiden because I can't play it, and I certainly can't sing it. Um, but I, I'm doing a couple of – this will be the second, and I might do a third one. Track from, you know, in the middle of their career where they weren't putting out the best material of their, of their lives. But songs that I, I, I can play or at least do a better job of playing uh, and do a better job of singing or, or at least – lower the vocal key and not have it sound really bad so anyway um i've got another one coming out if you're on our instagram page i put a little teaser up i don't want to say what it is because a couple of you could hear the two seconds of it and know what it was um so to keep the fun out but i know i've got that on um you're working on on something at least i, I think you're in the process of working on one um yeah so we, we've got some fun. We've got some fun stuff that we're gonna we're gonna get going. And actually, that that's kind of what I was doing today. I I was I was kind of surprised. I I actually got. I programmed the drums yesterday, and laid the bass down today. I did all the guitars. Like I learned all the guitars for the whole song and laid all those down today. And did the vocals. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, I'm done tracking. So, um. It's, it's it's not horrible when it when I can do it in two days. Like normally, man, the last Iron Maiden song I did, dude, Fortunes of War. I spent so much time trying to learn some of the guitar parts on there. Um, they're not complicated. It just kept tripping my hands up. Took took me forever to get those done. These ones, it was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I would play it for like ten minutes, and then I would kind of get the pattern, and then I, you know, I, I'm not saying I did it right. It, it, I'm not saying it didn't take me a bunch of takes to do it, but it didn't take me all that long to learn it. Um, it's an Iron Maiden thing. You, if you learn any of their stuff on guitar, you realize it's uh, kind of all the same shapes. <laughs> it's all the exact same, like, you know, uh, it's the same scale. You know, it's the same scale. They, they, do, they do everything kind of in one little spot. So it's kind of like, oh, if I can play this, well, I guess I can play that too. Um, the bass can get difficult, but and the guitar solos are hard. But anyway, so I kind of had a little bit of fun doing some... Iron Maiden. It, it, it will not be your favorite Iron Maiden song. Um, if it is, I, I I question why it's your favorite Iron Maiden song. Uh, and I question if you've ever heard another one. And, if, and I also question if you've never heard another one, why that's the only one you heard. Um, did you but, uh, did you grow massive sideburns? No, 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 I didn't. Um, you know what? I will, I, will, I will give this out as a clue. It is the only song ever recorded by Iron Maiden that live or recorded I prefer Blaze Bailey singing it it is the only one that I way much prefer Blaze singing it to Bruce which is a little interesting because normally that's just not the case I will I will say um, sign of the cross is a tie because I think the song was better fit for Blaze Bailey's voice, but Bruce does a great job of it. So I, I I make that one kind of like a tie. But out of everything else that I have heard 
out of all the Bruce songs that I've heard Blaze do and all the Blaze songs I've heard Bruce do and all the blah, 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 all that stuff, this is the only one that I that I really, really prefer Blaze singing it. And it's weird, and people will slap me, but I, I do. I and, um, and I'll talk about that you know, when, when I recorded it, and we'll talk about it next week. Just um, not, to, not because I really care about spoilers, but what the hell, I'm going to be putting the video out in the next couple of days. It'll be fun. You'll see it. But, um, yeah, so I don't know, man. Uh, do you have a pick of the week? I, let's just knock these out real quick. Um, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I have very little to say about mine. Uh, it'll probably be a two word review <laughs> S sandwich, you know? Um, so anyway, give, give me your, do you have a pick of the week? I didn't even look at the sheet. What the hell? Why, why yes. I don't look at the sheet? All right. Well, oh yeah. Okay. Well, and, and actually to be fair, you probably don't have a long review of this either. Uh, no. I'm not saying your review is going to be uh, no, sir. I, I didn't like it. It's not what I'm saying, but I, I, I doubt this will be a lengthy review. If it is, go for it. I'm going to, I'm going to drink. It'll be fun. Uh, so I, and I, I don't, I don't think I picked this as my a pick yet. If I did, and I'm repeating myself, but I don't think I did. Um, but I'm, I'm picking Ghost New EP Pantomime or sorry, Phantomime. Um, if you shoot a mime, <laughs> do you use a silencer? Do you use a silencer? Yes. <laughs> I loved. I always loved that joke. Sorry, love that joke. Um, so. Uh, anyway, so what was I gonna say? So yeah, Ghost. They released a cover, like, EP, kind of, I guess. Um, anyway, so they, they it's actually a bunch of cover songs, which would be a cover EP. Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought because I'm, like, trying to think about what I'm going to say. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to, I want to look up what's on it because I have not heard it. So. Because nothing, I'm, I'm not going to listen to it because um, I don't care, but. So they cover oh, television, they cover Genesis, they cover Iron Maiden, and their cover of Phantom of the Opera is mixed reviews. And they also really, it, this, this is what kind of creeped me out about it. The album released, like they covered Tina Turner's We Don't Need Another Hero, and literally she died like a day later. If I if Ghost covered one of my songs, I'd drop dead too. Eh, very funny. Kidding. Um, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But I'll um, give you this, like the, the Jesus He Knows Me cover is awesome. It's so good. I know for a fact that you will detest the Phantom of the Opera cover no matter what. Probably. Uh, the We Don't Need Another Hero is actually really well done as well. Their television well, it's, it's cover. Because I, it's because anyone covering Iron Maiden sounds like crap. It's just terrible. And no one should. Listen to me. Don't ever cover an Iron Maiden song. It's going to sound terrible. <laughs> now, now go back five minutes and listen to me. So, I, I guarantee you this is better than mine. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean. It's. It, I'm kind of glad that. I mean, if they're going to cover Iron Maiden, it's good that they're doing Diano era. I mean, he, you know, Topa, you know, Forge can probably pull off Diano. I think that if he would have tried to do a Bruce song, it would have turned out badly. Um, I think. I think the Phantom of the Opera cover is really good. I think it's well done. Is it better than the original? No, I don't think so. Um, is it better than any is version it? Maiden's done? But I will say it. I will say this. Look, they did a good job. Like if. If I didn't know who Iron Maiden was and I thought this was a ghost song, I would be like, this is a pretty good song. Well, let, let me ask you this. Is it... Are, are they are they playing the song as written or is it like, you know, ghosts and their take on that song? Well, I mean... I mean, clearly the vocals are going to be different, right? No, 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 I know that. And and by the way, I don't like ghosts, but I'm, I'm not... I'm not... I'm not knocking... Well, you know, there's there's two approaches to a cover. Yeah, you 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 so, try to do it like the original, or you know, even if the vocals are different, you try to do it like the original, and you know, or 
you make it your own, and sadly, you're going to piss off half the crowd regardless of which one you do. There's no right answer to that, except for the every once in a while when someone get you know, there, there are, there are, and we don't want to talk about this all night, but there are examples of when people cover songs and do it like the original, and their cover is the, you know, like, a Quiet Riot's Come On, Feel the Noise is really not all that different from the original, um, but you don't want, you, you're not going to listen to Slade, you're going to listen to Quiet Riot do it. Um, I'll say this, they're Phantom of the Opera cover, um, so the Jesus He Knows Me cover is 100% ghost take on it. The We Don't Need okay. Another Hero, 100% ghost take on it. The Maiden cover, I'd say, aside from it obviously sounding like ghost, and when I say sounding like ghost, I mean the production quality, the guitar tones. Like, they didn't say, I want this to sound like Iron Maiden, but they didn't depart. Like, the, like there was no departure in terms of like, song like, structure. Of, in the, terms the band of, learned the song pretty much as written. Yeah, the band learned the song, and okay. then they played it as the band. You know, like, so, so like, it, it's hard to say. Like, versus, like, Jesus, He Knows Me sounds like a ghost song. Like, it doesn't sound like ghost covering Genesis. It sounds like a ghost song. We don't, <clears throat> excuse me, we don't need another hero. Same thing. With Fam of the Opera, now, I don't know if that's out of, out of, like, respect for Iron Maiden, or if it's just because, and I'm not kissing the ass of Iron Maiden here. It's just one of those things where you can't improve on it. You know what I mean? Where, you know, when you cover well, Iron Maiden, the, the, the difficult thing about covering Iron Maiden is if you try and change it too much, it stops, it, it, it loses something. Like, Iron Maiden needs to sound like Iron Maiden or else it just isn't effective, in my opinion. Well, I, 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 I remember telling you that. Like, I ran into... I ran into that problem when I was trying to do Fortunes of War, and you know we were you know we were talking about how like I don't care if I play a song note for note. I know you don't care if you play a song note for note, but there are things about Iron Maiden that if you if you don't play the bass right, it's no longer Iron Maiden. It doesn't sound like Iron Maiden. You snip the balls off the song because that's just what Iron Maiden is. Not only is that their sound, but their songs are written around bass played that way. I mean, let's be fair. It's written around the bass. It just is. You know, it, or, or like if you take guitar harmonies out, it doesn't, it, it just, it, not only does it not sound like Iron Maiden, you've taken out the only, you've taken out what's good about the song. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's what makes it that song. It's kind of, it, it, it's just a, you know, it's it's a standard song at that point. There's nothing special about it when you when you don't when you don't have the bass, you know, thumping and prominent the way it's played. And if you don't have like the guitar harmonies, I, I get it. That's just it takes it out. And you know, it it's it's just one of those things where, well, not, not to mention, and let me say this too, real quick. And I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but the other problem with Iron Maiden. Take a song like Phantom of, Phantom of the Opera. You don't exactly have a lot of room to breathe. Yes, their songs are often long, and they're set up in lots of parts, and lots of times things are redundant, and lots of times there's space there. But what I mean is there's not exactly a lot of spots in that song where you can do much else with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it Phantom of the Opera, I mean... Uh, you're not going to cover Phantom of the Opera and have it not be Phantom of the Opera. You're just not. You know? You're just not. I, I, can't, I can't think of a way to make that song, you know, really make it your own. They're, they're a hard band to do. Um, 
just overall. I, I dude, I give him I give him credit for doing it. Um, I, I mean, am I, is Ghost still just basically studio musicians? Like, there, there's no are there actual members? I I don't even know if you know this answer. Like, I think there used to be at one point in time a band. I think now it's pretty much. Mm, I mean, Tobias it's always been and, Tobias Forge and everybody. So the big legal thing was Ghost has always been Tobias Forge. And then he had a band. It wasn't a band, though. It was more like... More like Nine Inch Nails has a band. Like, he has guys that come in and do stuff, but in action, but at the end of the day, it's Trent Reznor. Tobias Forge was the same way. He had guys that would come in and contribute, but at the end of the day, it was Tobias Forge's show. Um, you know, it's even less less than, like, Megadeth. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's just... Well, what I was going to say is though, there's, a, there's a little difference. Even use Megadeth as an example. It's a little bit different when it's a band with one guy running the show and it's a guy and hired guns um which megadeth now is a guy is a guy with hired guns i don't care what anyone says megadeth was at two points two points in time a band with a guy who ran the show like at least megadeth at two different points in their career we're an actual band they just had a leader but every band has one or two guys that run the show i shouldn't say every Power trios don't count, and there are a few exceptions. But nine times out of ten, there's one or two guys that run the show, but they still might be a band as opposed to, I, that's see that's what I thought. Like I thought like the guy who sued him or whatever the, that were guys that sued him were because they thought they were actually part of it, and then yeah, you know. they they he he sued him because the, the basically it was like well we contributed yeah you know we contributed but but we didn't get credit and you know you know how it goes, um but. They, according to Tobias Forge, from his point of view, they were always work for hire. You know what I mean? Like they that that was his view of it was your work for hire, not a member of this band. They were suing for a stake in the band, so that's why now it's all it's all different guys. Like it was a core group of guys before, but I would never call it a band. You know what I mean? Well, like yeah, he and, he was I always mean, the mastermind. It's well, it's why that 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 documentary hired gun is so good. Um, because, but like I said, yeah, there, there's a, there's a, at the end of the day, you, you've got one guy running the show, but, um, it's just a different, I should say it's a different atmosphere or it's a slightly different thing when you have a band, but there, there, here's the reason I'm asking. It doesn't really matter at the, in the grand scheme of things. Reason I asked was if you have a band, if you are band ghost and you have one guy running the show, right? Your ability to cover a song is limited by how well your players in the band are. Yes, it might be one guy. I'll give you an example. Smashing Pumpkins, why they came to my mind. They, oh, I know why. I know why they did. I saw something about them earlier today. Smashing Pumpkins, as an example, were a band in the 90s. It was one and a half. However, the band was really one and a half guys. It really was. It was Billy Corgan and Jimmy Chamberlain. Like, Billy Corgan did everything except for what Jimmy did on drums. Like, Jimmy was the guy who kept Billy able to do what he did. There's a reason why the cover that Smashing Pumpkins did on Pisces Iscariot was acoustic. <laughs> Here's what I'm getting at. Billy Corgan wasn't going to be able to cover much of anything if he expected Darcy to get on stage and play it. I'm talking before she was, like, homeless and cracked out. You know what I mean? Like, James and Darcy were not going to play a... They, Billy Corgan is a huge Rush fan. 
they were not covering a Rush song as long as James and Darcy were in that band. It wasn't happening. Where if you're Tobias and you have, you can hire whoever you want for the record, you just literally go out and hire guys. You're, you, you have the option of doing whatever you want. The guy could cover, you know, whatever. He could cover, you know, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer if he wanted to. Because he could hire the guys who could play it for 20 bucks. Hi, here's 20 bucks. Here, yeah, go do the record. But if you have an actual band, you're stuck with the, you know, morons who are <laughs> not able to play it. Anyway, not, not to go off on a tangent, but that, that's why I asked. Um, because the, the problem with Phantom of the Opera would just be, you know, sometimes playing Maiden's not the easiest thing in the entire world. But anyway, continue. No, I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, like, it's... Um, yeah, but they, they did a really good job on those covers. Um, you know, I don't know... I should know, but I don't know television very much, and I don't know the Stranglers. So how the quality of those covers, I can't really speak on. They're they're fun to listen to. Um, the the Jesus He Knows Me cover though is really the highlight to me. Um, they just they did a great job, and and covering Genesis is really an interesting choice because, um, I I don't know like it's I I I you know I I know the original song in so much as I've heard it before. I'm not like a, you know, huge. Gen- I like Genesis. I have a, I have a, like one or two of their albums on vinyl, um, but I'm not like a, a hardcore Genesis fan. So, but I, I the cover they did was really good. So I, I don't know. You know look, I, and I'm actually not a huge Genesis fan. Um, don't get me wrong. Like I like some of their crazy prog early stuff with Peter Gabriel, um, and you know, clearly there's stuff of theirs that. I really like, you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I, I think we all, you know, we all like Invisible Touch. I think pretty much everybody likes Invisible Touch, right? <laughs> I mean, there's there's stuff out there that's like, all right, you know, Invisible Touch is, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, but, dude, I, I probably haven't heard the song that they covered in, it might even be more than 20 years. No. Jesus, he knows me, and he knows I'm right. You know, it's probably early 2000s, because I remember, well, my fraternity nickname was Phil Collins. It's a stupid story, and they gave me a stupid nickname. They, they missed so many opportunities to give me a good, funny nickname. You know, my, my nickname was one vote away from being Porn King, and I got stuck with Phil Collins. But anyway, um, I remember I, I, I was listening to some Genesis then, but no, I think it was probably like 2004 or five in the when I was in graduate school that I, I remember getting into a a bit of a kick of just like listening to a bunch of stuff um, from that era. And I listened to a bunch of old Genesis at the time. So I know I listened to this song, but it, the thing is though, I mean, dude, this, this is early nineties Genesis. It's like, eh, you know, I can't dances on that record. And I hate that song. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I really hate that song. I think it's stupid. Um, so I, I've heard the song, but I did. I couldn't tell you what it sounds like. Because I hate the song I Can't Dance, and that's why I don't listen to that record. In case you wondered. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, so, like, you know, this is not going to change your mind on Ghost. This is not going or to... Genesis, uh, or Genesis. Or Genesis, yeah, whatever. So, the, I mean, but, you know, it's, it's I think... it's a, I always like it when bands do cover albums. Ghost does a lot of cover stuff. Um, and and the, the thing I like, and, and I, you have, I will say this, even you have to give respect to this... Like like or ghost or not, I like the fact that they don't do the expected stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's expect. They're cover. They've covered ABBA. 
they're covering Tina Turner here. They're covering Genesis. So it's not like they're like, oh, we're going to cover Black Sabbath. Oh, we're going to cover Metallica. Oh, we're going to cover Led Zeppelin. Like they're they're doing like the the stuff they cover is not it's not the stuff that you'd think a band like them would cover, which I respect. You know, that's always that's always a fun, by the way, a, a fun conversation. Um, I mean, there, there. I, I, I don't mean to go to this band, but uh, oh, and okay, actually, pause real quickly about this band. Um, I did just see online that David Draymond from Disturbed had a tumor of some sort removed from his arm, um, and they're gonna find out more. So, not. I, I know everybody listening to the shows know I'm not a Disturbed fan, but I can't mention the band and not say I, I really hope that he's okay because that's just horrible, and I, I hope he's fine. Anyway, let me say this. You know, Disturbed is a band who they made a career out of doing that. You know, I mean, right out of the gate with 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 their Tears for Fears cover. You know, like I thought the best thing that band did in their early career was their Tears for Fears cover. You know, Shout, like that first record had all the stupid songs on it that I, you know Wah! that I thought were terrible. Flat out, dude, admitted. And I know you you probably felt the same way, but I thought Disturbed was a joke. I used to make fun of them, and we used to make fun of them. I would play down with the sickness because it was hilarious. But their cover of Shout from Tears for Fears is really good. I I mean, even like all- They also did- um, Well, uh, yeah, there was- uh, Well, there were Sound of Silence that made David famous again, but- Yeah, they did They did another one. Why am I blanking on the- I'm pretty sure they- No, no, no. They did Land of Confusion, too. Yes, they did. Which is why I, which is why I was thinking of Disturbed when I went here. Um, but I mean, no, I mean Disturbed. I, hey, again, give them credit too. That's what they did. They, they, and dude, and again, they're, 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 they're tears for fear. That shout is great. I mean, really. I mean, I love the original song. Theirs is similar, but his his singing style and the way he approaches it is different. And I, I, I do. I, I, I'm not gonna say I sit around and listen to it, but. You know, if it came on the radio, I wouldn't turn it off. Their, their cover is really good. Well, and then Fear Factory, you know, when they did Cars, like they didn't really deviate very much from the original song, but you wouldn't have picked that one either. You know, um, that's fun. I like when bands do that. I, I like when bands do that. I like when they pull, you know, when they pull a song out that. Maybe you don't expect it, um, or it's just something a little different. Um, the uh, oh, dude, like like an example. If and I know, dude, I know you're not into this band. You, I know you're not into the band. You might like this song if nothing else they did. But um, the band Teresa's did a cover um, of the song Rasputin, which is a disco song. Which is hilarious because they're from Finland. <laughs> like, here's a bunch of guys way too young to listen to disco, and they're in Finland, and they liked and, and they heard the song Rasputin, and they made they made like a super heavy metal song out of Rasputin, and it's dude, it's incredible, it, it's so awesome. Like, it's one of my favorite songs any metal band ever covered. Is a straight up disco song, and they made it work. Anybody listening to the show, I'm I'm probably not going to convince you to be a fan of Teresa's T U R I S A S. But if you've never heard their cover of Rasputin, swear to God, look it up. It is just 
it's odd. Like, we, well, actually, we'll kick around about this later, but you know how many times we talk about, like, there is a lack of bands out there that have songs that just make you want to have a good time. That song you want to have a good time, you know? And you want to get some bumper, but other, otherwise. <laughs> Serious bumper, you know? I don't know. It happens. <laughs> oh, I cut you. I keep cutting you off, man. I'm sorry. I'm 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 kind of hyper right now. I, I I probably shouldn't be, but you know, I need to drink more. I think is the answer. I'm drinking Jenny C Cream Ale though. Makes me feel good. All right. <laughs> well, it's, it's my it's my favorite beer. It really is. And, dude, I've got a Jenny C Cream Ale patch on my battle vest. So if anybody sees me at Vakin, actually, let's just be fair. If you see a fat guy with long hair. At Valken. I know there's 65,000 people. Hey, don't even forget the description. Even if you don't know what I'm look, I look like. If you go to Valken, there's 65,000 people. You see a guy with a Genesee cream ale patch, you know it's me. Just come on over and say hello and let me meet your old lady. You know, like, you know, it'll be fun. All right, real quick, like, dude, my, my pick of the week, I heard, like, two songs, and I don't need to hear the rest. Um, Frank, I'll be honest with you. This was my pick of the week before I heard it. Um... But then I was like, well, I need a couple of minutes to go take my dog out before we start recording. So I listened to like a track and a half, um, which sounds terrible. Like, I don't, I don't know how much of a record I have to listen to to make it my pick of the week. I was just going to make this my pick of the week, even if I didn't listen to it. Um, but I, I, I listened to a little. Um, my pick of the week is the new album by the band Glory Hammer. It's called Return to the Kingdom of Fife. Um, it's Glory Hammer. It's amazing. I heard, you know, like six or seven minutes of it. And that's all I needed here because it's absolutely amazing. Glory Hammer kicks ass. Um, there, there's different kinds of power metal. They're the fun kind, and I'm happy as I'm happy as hell that I know about this band. And I'm happy hell as hell I listen to them. So that's my entire review of Glory Hammer. I listened to enough of it to say, "Yep, this is awesome," and I'm gonna love the rest. Uh, that's pretty much it. That's my uh, that's my story. Um, so. Let me just let me let me softly introduce something that's going on, and then maybe we'll talk about this. And I know you've got a lot of things you want to talk about that are about this topic. So I don't like talking about like what the news is, you know, like what's going on in the metal world. I hate doing that, but sometimes things happen. Steel Panther is on America's Got Talent. Now, have you ever watched that show? Not on purpose. I have only the only part of this of the show I've ever seen was when there was some old guy singing some song about a woman he met, and then he and then like the one part of the song he's like, but you know she had a pecker and it was bigger than mine. Like it was all about some old dude sleeping with a hermaphrodite. I think I can say that. No, like, I don't know anymore. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> no, what I mean, like it's it's well, it's a technical term. It's hilarious. It's a technical. <laughs> term. It's a technical term. You know. Um, but like, okay, that was funny. And they didn't let him on the show. They're like, okay, we're not letting you on, but congratulations. You're pretty awesome. Um, but Steel Panther is on it. And I got to tell you, man, I find this really interesting on a lot of levels. For starters, they're a legitimate, incredible band. I was telling a couple friends of mine earlier, I was like, dude, like the greatest rock band in the world is on America's Got Talent right now. I kind of meant that. I, I mean, I don't know how you take Okay, so let's take, we'll get to the humor part in a minute. As far as like a rock band goes, dude, they're absolutely incredible. 
Satchel is an amazing guitar player. Dude, the guy played in Fight 30 years ago. Michael Starr's vocals, that guy, that guy's got pipes, dude. That guy can sing. And you know, you know uh, the 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 the, um, the Spectre Media Group, the guy on on YouTube, the 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 the, the guy with the YouTube channel, Rex. You know that guy? Yeah, Glenn. Uh, Glenn, have you ever seen what he says about Steel Panther? Because he flat out says, like, if yeah, you want to learn like, how to be a front man, watch Steel Panther, because that guy knows how to do it. Yeah. Like, point being is Steel Panther, they do everything well. They're great live. They've got great crowd interaction. They've got great, like, everything about that band is top-notch. They're legitimately one of the best in the world. If if you put them out, if, if them right now, if it was 1987 and that band was magically transplanted, they would be the best glam band in the world. They would be the best one. They're legit. They're that flipping good. So there's that aspect of it. It was like, okay, this band is amazing. Secondly, that type of music, it was uncool for a while in the 90s. But basically after that like six or seven years, it really wasn't that long. It wasn't even really that long. Like 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 six or seven years in the nineties where if you were a glam band, you were dead. Because it started coming back in the late nineties. Pretty much the eighties, the late nineties, and ever since, that music is still it might not be tearing up the charts, but on the other hand, like people like it still. It's a it's a type of music that people still like. At the end of the day, it's just rock music. People like that sort of a thing. Um, it's catchy. People like that sort of thing. So in that way, they're they're kind of the right band to do it. They've clearly got personality. And dude, if the po- I don't know anything about the show, but Simon Cowell said something about Vegas, and I remember that the what's the guy with the ball gag? Whatever he is, ball gag, <laughs> tape mouth. You know who I'm talking about? Like tape face, ball gag. Oh yeah, that- tape face, not ball gag. What, what, ball gag. Whatever. That well, guy. Well, what you were talking about, I'm like, well, you're probably confusing two things you watched. <laughs> Well, whatever. <laughs> um, hopefully, it wasn't Pulp Fiction because that scene, that scene still gives me nightmares. But um, <laughs> so that's why you can't listen to the song Comanche. <laughs> if if um, if Steel Panther had a Las Vegas residency, they would kill it. They just don't have. They're on that. They're on that threshold where like they're big, but they're just not quite big enough. Where I, I really do think if they got the exposure, they they could be a band that would li- that would be you know huge. It's selling out like major venues, and if not major tours, at least do they would do very well in Vegas. But here's the problem. Can I say the name of the pedal, or do I have to edit it? Can uh, I, say- I don't know. I'm just gonna say it because it doesn't make any sense if they if, they, if I don't say it. Satchel had a guitar player called the Pussy Melter. Pedal. What did I say? Player. He said he had a guitar player called. Oh, sorry. He had, sorry. He had a guitar pedal. <laughs> yeah. He had a Pussy Melter. No, you were no, you were not in the band. <laughs> so, so he had a he had a guitar pedal. It's called it was called a Pussy Melter, and it's in character. It's funny, you know. But anyway, dude, it caused like major problems all over the internet. Um, they pulled it, and they pulled it, and caused all these problems, and blah blah blah. The problem I have is, like, what happens when someone at the network, because let's be fair, they have no idea. Oh, so- oh, oh, but the, you know what? There's more to it. Go ahead. And this is relevant to what you're saying. They re-released it as the butthole burner. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, like my problem is just like, dude, how many times? How many times would would the producers or the network just not know? You know, because they're dumb. Like, I, dude, I remember. I don't know if you know this, uh, but you probably don't. But I remember something happening a million years ago. Um, Chris Daughtry. If you, do you know who Chris Daughtry is? Um, yes. And um, he, he he started. He, his career broke because he was on American Idol. I don't. It doesn't matter what the song is. I don't remember. This is stupid. But he was doing a song, and he ended up doing like a different arrangement of this song. And the judges, like, went nuts. Well, after that, like, people got their panties in a bunch because he wasn't, it wasn't his own arrangement. He was just covering it the way that the band Live does it. And people were, like, flipping out. And he came back on and was like, I, I don't know, I guess I didn't think to come out and be like, oh, so it, this just happens to be the way Live does it. Um, but, like, people just, because they just don't pay any attention. They just don't know. And the problem is when, like, one when one company pulls their ads because they find out what Steel Panther. Let me give you an example. When, well, well, okay. So, like, when one band, or when one sponsor pulls their ads down from America's Got Talent because they find out that 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 band has a song called Darcy Blows. What are they going to do? I mean, don't get me wrong. Every erectile dysfunction pill on the planet will want to advertise when that band is playing. You know what I mean? Like, dude, come on, dude. Steel Panthers playing? Oh, man. Yeah, you're, sell you're, you're, you're selling Viagra like crazy that day. Because it's, it's going to be the only time those women are like publicly, you know, flash. Because, you know, you got to figure like they're probably like all in their late 40s, early 50s, but they're flashing them. And, you know, they're, 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 their husbands are like, oh, man, I might actually get some. And they're popping those pills. But everybody else, like, dude, they're going to get pulled. And if a sponsor comes down, I mean, dude, again, I'm not jumping on the politics, but it's 2023. Like, dude, it is not very hard to get canceled. Now, now you can't cancel Steel Panther. You can't. There's nothing to cancel, right? The problem is, if if, if they're if them being on this show doesn't work out because they get stopped from the show very quickly, then it's just kind of I don't know. We're gonna see. Um, so it's interesting. I guess what I'm saying is they're as oddly enough. I think they're the perfect band to do something like that, and they're clearly whores and they don't care who is, and they don't care. And afterwards, they can have a laugh about it. I don't think they're joking. I think they're trying. You know what I mean? I think they would love to win. I think they'd love to do a Vegas residency, and they'd like the exposure and love the money. But I do. I really do. And I never – it's funny. I never would have been like, oh, Steel Panthers who did that show. Dude, they're perfect for it. I don't even watch America's Got Talent. That's not the point. The point is a, a competition show like that. I mean, I know you've got Howie Mandel and Simon, Simon Cowell. I don't know who the other two women are. But the one woman was like, dude, my husband hired you for, my, for his 40th birthday it's party. It's Sophia Ver, 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 Vergara or something. Uh, is that I the one with the big boobs? Yes. Yeah, I don't know who she is, but she's got big boobs. I, I, I couldn't tell you what her face looked like. because <laughs> I think I she might have been Ed O'Neill's wife on Modern Family. I, 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 I never looked at her face. Either way, it doesn't matter. Um 
point is, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I love it. I kind of, um, I'm not going to watch the show, but I will, I will watch, uh, I'll watch if it comes up on YouTube, which I kind of the same thing. I don't know, but, um, well, I don't have cable. <laughs> Come on. I don't watch TV. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'd be curious to, you know, I'd be curious to see it and, you know, say what you want about, uh, say what you want about Simon Cowell, but you know, American Idol was run by Sony BMG. And Simon Cowell was an executive for Sony BMG, and the whole point of that show was just like, hey, 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 hey let's build a, let's build, a, let's use a TV show to build someone to sell millions of records. Clearly, it worked. Clearly, American Idol worked. Kelly Clarkson is still a thing. You know, Carrie Underwood is still a big deal. She's opening for Guns and Roses. Yeah, which is really weird. That's really weird. I mean, lots of people from that show became you know, famous. Only a couple of them became like legitimately huge, right? Um uh season one was Kelly Clarkson. Season two was Ruben Studdard, who had one song and no one cared. Um uh, there was there was Kelly Clarkson. Um I, I mean Chris Daughtry didn't win. He lost I think actually lost to Carrie Underwood. He was, you know, he's kind of big. You had the one guy that was on the original cast of um of the uh um What's the, oh, uh, uh, what's the name of it? Sorry, I'm looking it up and I hate when I do this, uh, but I can't think of the name of it. What's the name of the, uh, come on, dude. Um, Rock of Ages. He was in the original Rock of Ages. I don't, I don't watch the show. I really and truthfully don't know any of these people. No, 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 no. I, I'm just saying I, well, some of them I just know are, you know, got very big, but, um, it, it, none of that matters. My my point. Uh, Constantine, that was his name. He was a he was on um, American Idol. Um, point I'm getting at is that show was just designed to sell records, and it worked in some cases. Some of them are huge, you know. I mean, really. I mean, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> could you imagine if Justin Guarini won? That's who he she went against. But um, it was just designed to sell records. So say what you want about Simon Cowell, but the guy can smell money from across the room, and that's what he did. He, I, I, I believe I read he made his career uh, the the way the way Simon Cowell. This is interesting, actually. Just to point out, uh, this is actually kind of relevant. The way I remember reading, the way Simon Cowell made his career was he was the guy who put out a CD of like Macho Man and Hulk Hogan doing songs. And the reason he did it was he said he a friend of his because he's English, you know, and a friend of his took him to like a wrestling show. And he's like he watched Randy Savage up there and he's like, I watched this guy talk and everybody in the entire room is doing exactly what he's saying, listening to his every word. And he's like, dude, if I put that guy in a record, I'll sell him 10 million of them. So anyway, like the guy can smell money. So it's got to be legitimate exposure. I did not watch America's Got Talent, but. It would it would be some major exposure. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens. It could be nothing. It could just be nothing. You know, the the best in a way it would be kind of funny if they get completely booted because you know, uh, <laughs> community property <laughs> gets played somewhere. <laughs> oh man, community community property is a great song. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no. But talking about this, like I know you wanted to talk about like just like glam whatever you want to call that genre i know some people don't like the word hair metal some people eddie trunk hates it 
Yeah, but I don't really care about what Eddie Trunk hates. So, so here's what's great about Eddie Trunk. He's like, I won't. I call my show Trunk Nation because I won't call it Hair Nation because I don't like the word hair. Dude, piss off. You just want to put your name in it, you fat, bald idiot. Anyway, continue. <laughs> piss on you. I work for Mel Brooks. <laughs> piss on you, you fat, bald idiot <laughs> who probably is a small pecker. Anyway, continue. Uh, no, you know, it's funny because. Um, Steel Panther, they generally, I know they're, 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 I don't know if you want to call them a parody, because they aren't really a parody, um, they're kind of, what's it called, uh, because they're not a parody of glam metal, they are kind of like a, uh, they're like a caricature of glam metal, there you go, that's it, a caricature, that's what I, yeah, because, It's not that they're making fun of glam metal. It's that they're taking what glam metal was and turning up all of the cheesy aspects. So like eleven, you know, and, so, and they totally play characters. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they play. And, and, you know, it's not like they're getting up there and like acting late. You know, it's like they're getting up there and 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 making fun of it because their shows are serious from the standpoint of they actually are performing. They actually are writing legitimate music, even though their their lyrics are goofy and their lyrics are funny and overblown. Um, but you know they're not a joke band in the same way as like Spinal Tap or or whatever. You know where where the whole point is. Well, I mean, I guess they kind of are, but that's that's not, that was a bad example. Um, anyways, my point being that. Um, it was funny because Howie, I did see you sent me that clip, and I, you know when I saw that, I heard they were going to be on America's Got Talent because they posted about it. I, you know, I was, I was on social media, and they were like, you know, tonight we'll be on America's Got Talent. I assumed that they were going to perform, and and, and when I say perform, I mean I assumed that they were going to be like a tonight's special guest is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not like contestants. I thought. Like, you know, sometimes I know on those reality shows, they have, like, real bands come in. You know what I mean? Like, and when I say real, I mean, like, professional. No, like actual bands. Yeah. 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 You know, like, of course. Tonight, you know, uh, No Doubt will play or, you know, whomever. And I'm pick- I picked the random Didn't Ozzy, band. I, I want to say, like, Ozzy with Black Sabbath played, like, American Idol or something. I don't like, remember. I don't but... know if it was American Idol, but something like that. That Ozzy played with Black Sabbath. Like, it. I, I don't know. I mean, it could have been, but I'm either way, that because part of me I, that happened, but. I thought that that's what they were going to be. I thought it was going to be like, uh, you know, tonight's special guest is Steel Panther, and then and then the the show would go on either before or after where they played or whatever. I didn't know they were going to actually be contestants because it, it's funny because I I think of Steel Panther as you know I think of them just like any of the other bands I listen to. I mean. You wouldn't see Anthrax going on America's Got Talent. You wouldn't see uh, well, um, well. Then again, know. maybe maybe Anthrax, but <laughs> Scott. Yeah, bad example, buddy. Scott, Scott no, would. no. Scott Ian wouldn't wouldn't perform on the show. He'd try and weasel his way into becoming because, a judge. Because we have to remember that Scott Ian was on a reality show band. <laughs> right, but I'm saying like I, I'm he aware, wouldn't. Now, for the record, I'm aware that that was Scott Ian, not Anthrax. But still, probably worst example possible. Well, but I, I mean, like, you know, I Scott, you mean. Scott would want to be a judge. He wouldn't want to be, like, up there with Anthrax. No, Andrex. he would. No, he would totally want to be a judge. You know, like, I, I, and, I, I don't and think... he would make you sure know, Pearl you was see, a musical guest every week. I, I'm going to say, like, re- I'll even say, like, you wouldn't say revocation on it. Because they're... So I think of I've Steel Panther as a touring band. 
so I mean, I don't generally think of Steel Panther as being one of those bands that's going to be on one of those shows. Um, so I was kind of surprised. I was taken aback by the fact that they're a contestant. And, and it's funny because I wonder how many people were watching that show and they're like, wait a minute, why is Steel Panther on this show? I know who they are. You know, because I normally think of when somebody goes on to like America's Got Talent or American Idol, it they're nobodies. You know what I mean? Like it's my friend Jerry is a really great singer, so he should go on that show. You wouldn't think of like Bruce Dickinson going on, you know what I mean? Like American Idol. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And maybe it's because I'm familiar with them. You know, I guess just like if you if you follow a comedian on on social media and then they go on to another show on a show like that. Maybe you're kind of like, oh, well, I know who that person is. Well, 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 I mean, like, probably, you know, like, like ball gag guy probably had seven fans, you know, before ball he. Gag. Okay. Well, I mean, come on. He, his, his, I don't know anything about that guy. Clearly, I didn't know. But his, he, I, I remember, actually, no, I did see that. So I guess that's the third thing I saw in there. I remember seeing, like, his, his first little routine. Like, clearly he had done that before. I mean, I don't know. If he had been doing it on stage or or even in small clubs or whatever before, but you know it wasn't his first time doing well, it. Well, no, I I know that these I, I trust me, I know the people who don't go on that show, like the acrobats and stuff. It's not like, well, hey, let's right. try this out. <laughs> you know, like I know they've done it before. Yeah, it's not like American Idol, where literally, you know, you had you had people like Kelly Clarkson, Clay Aiken. They had never really performed. I think Clay Aiken, like, he performed, I think he sung at, like, summer, summer camps and crap. You know, <laughs> like, it, it's, it's, so they were, they were legit unknowns, but yeah. No, I'm but, I, but that's what I mean. Like, Steel Panther, I, I always, I guess I think of them as being too big, but I guess maybe, maybe my conception of what big is, is, is not, you know, well, maybe it's skewed. Because uh, I mean, they've, like, pers- they've got, like, Vinny's- seven albums. <laughs> Like like Vinny's perspective of big would be half an inch because that'd be you know. But I mean, monster. they've got that's the other thing too. They've got like seven albums, like Steel Panther. Yeah. They're, they they've released and they're they're not. I thought they had a like they have a record contract. You know what I mean? Like that's the other thing too. Well, like, I, I don't know who, what what label are they on because if they're if it's any sort of subsidiary to like Sony BMG, um, but it, 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 it isn't. It's it? hard to say. I don't know. I, I don't know. Let's. Let, I must find out who I'm they are. I'm looking it up. Yeah, oh, well, let's see. Um, okay, Heavy Metal Rules was on. Well, I'm concerned about their last album. No, no, I'm trying to find. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't on Wikipedia. Um, on the Prowl. I should have looked this up earlier, but I don't do my homework. Let me see. Where is this? Okay, I don't I'm feel try like to getting. Figure- I don't, I don't, I don't feel like getting out my vinyl. So no, no, it's no, on, it's on no. the back. Let me see. It's, let me see. It's probably. Not. Well, it's got to say on here somewhere. Let's see who's it gone. Oh come on, dude! Can you make my life a little bit easier to tell me what record label it's on? I mean, label. S- oh, Steel Panther Incorporated. That's so- why they put their own record out. See, I always thought that they had a record contract. They Again, probably I did, guess. but they might have gone solo. You know? No, Steel Panther Inc., their last album, Heavy Metal Rules, was labeled Steel Panther Inc. I guess. Open I mean, Music Cobalt was 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 Lower the Bar. All You Can Eat was Open E Music. Balls Out was Universal. 
Yeah, can I can I throw this out? But I, I mean, I know we're gonna I know we're gonna talk about glam. Well, it, no, this is relevant because he was famously in a glam band. Yeah, um, Universal put out their first two albums, so they've had actual major label con. That's what I mean. So that that's what I mean. They they've had major label contracts before. You know what I mean? So they're not like a band that's just starting out or a band that's like oh you know we've played they're not like pantera in the 80s where we've been playing bars and we just haven't gotten a break yet like they already had a major label con this would this to me steel panther being in this would be like the same thing as a band that that got their major label deal released a whole bunch of albums got dropped by their label and then they go on one of these shows to try and get another contract you know like maybe i I don't know Can can i tell you i was always I am not saying he would do well. I was always surprised that Michelangelo Badio never did something like that. Because I'm not saying, look, he's a one-trick pony. I know he's a one-trick pony. But if Michelangelo were to have got up on on America's Got Talent and played the double guitar, he would have got unanimous yeses through the first round. Now, once they figured out that he was a one-trick pony, he wouldn't exactly gone very far. But... I just, I'm serious. I, I've always, in the back of my mind, been waiting for the day that Michelangelo Badio does his parlor trick on a major show like that. I, and I'm I sorry, think, it's a par- I think, dude, I, and, I, and by the way, I'm a big fan of Michelangelo. I think he's an amazing, I think he's an amazing guitar player. I think he's a good guy. I met him. I think he's funny. I think he's a nice guy. He's a total goober. I think he's a great guitar teacher. He's way more humble than you would think he is. I'm a huge supporter of the guy, and he will flat out tell you that what he does there is a parlor trick just to put on a show to make people happy because people like seeing a show. But that being said, it's a parlor trick, and it would work. At least audition. Yeah. He couldn't do it that many I, times, you know what I mean? I like, don't remember, know. Remember it's, that old Looney Tunes thing where the guy would come out and be like, this is the only time I can ever do this trick because he'd die at the end? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, like you can't, you, you can't, you know, if the amp's already on 11, buddy. Like, you're not going to, where are you going to go from there? But um, I, I'm serious. I, I'm, and the reason I said it's relevant to Glam because he was in Nitro. Yeah. Um, no, I know, but you know which, it's it's. Let's talk about a record that's that's like as equally amazing and oh my god, impossible to listen to all at the same time. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so I I don't know, like it surprised me they were on the show, but you know it's funny because one thing uh, I watched the YouTube clip, and one thing that uh, Howie Mandel had said, like I love this music, this music needs to come back, and blah blah, blah. and it got me thinking about something. It got me thinking about look, glam metal gets a lot of crap, and I and understandably and at times deservedly so, right? Um look, it was ridiculous. You had dudes walking around in neon pink span a- animal print spandex, um, wearing like silk scarves and 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 you know where I you know, whatever. I'm not gonna judge people on what they wear in terms of like, oh yeah, they're wearing makeup, whatever. I, I mean I mean, let's face it. Any actor in the world wears makeup. I mean, not to the point of where glam metal guys, but, you know, whatever. Either way. They they want to wear makeup. That's their thing. I mean, it's funny because, you know, Marilyn Manson wears lipstick and face paint. He's a badass. Uh, 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 Brett Michaels wears lipstick and, and face paint. And he's he's uh, 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 right, uh, right. glamour. You know, well, it's just, well, let's just be fair. That's why he's Richard Rocket now. Yeah, Richard you Rocket. Him, you have to take him seriously. You have to take him seriously. But, like, my point is, like, I get that it was ridiculous. I get that that a lot of the things about glam metal are ridiculous. 
at the same time, I got the re- the reason I got to thinking had nothing to do with any of the stuff I just said. I was just pre- that was just a uh, that was just me, you know, priming. Um, was glam metal the last time metal was fun? And by fun, I don't mean funny or or like you know, alestorm like kind of fun or. I mean, like, the last time where metal bands literally just sang about, like, partying, going out, getting girls or guys, if you're Vixen or, you know, Lita Ford, whatever, um, and just having, like, fun, like, not being fun. And when I say fun, not like, we're going to go out and get hammered. But literally, I, I was thinking, I was, I was, the reason I thought about this was I was, I was in a weird mood today. Again, I knew I was going to be outside. I knew I was gonna be doing stuff, so I'm like, I, I I bought a bought a case of beer, and I was making a playlist because I just felt like making a playlist, and I was I was building the playlist. At first, I started off with, oh, I'm gonna put Revocation on there, and I'm gonna put Driller Killer on there, and I'm gonna put and I and I stopped myself, and I'm like, I love this, but it's just not what I feel like listening to today. Like, it's a nice, you know, it was a relatively nice day. It wasn't especially sunny, but it was decent out. I knew I was going to be outside. And I was going to be on my back patio drinking beer and just kind of hanging out. I'm thinking to myself, like, death metal is not what I feel like listening to. I'm like, I kind of feel like listening to glam because I kind of feel like listening to, like, let's have fun music. Like, music where I want to drink some beers and hang out and have a good time and just enjoy like, like the weather and everything Andrew else. WK all day long. Well, yeah. I, actually, well, no, he's like, on the actually, playlist. If we could just listen to, like, you know, one song by Andrew WK. Party hard. Party we hard. We listen to party, party hard all day long. You could listen to. You could listen. To, it's time to party. Party as long hard. As you hit your party sneakers till you puke. As long as you hit the side of your sneakers after you lace them. As long as you do that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you got to look up the video. The video for party hard because you and I used to obsess over that. Um, my my favorite thing about Andrew WK is he used to talk about like he used to give it advice. He had an advice column for a long time. That and the fact. I also respect Andrew WK because he's married to Cat Dennings. And- Actually, no, no, no. First <laughs> of all, you know what's interesting about that? Actually, I want to throw this out. First of all, dude, congratulations, man! Like, like, dude, that's awesome that 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 he's that he's that he's boning cat. And, and for, for there's a couple of reasons. First of all, like, we all know the couple of reasons why yeah, but, you like. Well, that. there's those two reasons. Okay, so so reasons number one and two are we all there. know that. Reason number three is, dude, she's totally like I. Okay, don't tell her I said this, but like, um, she's totally got that like kind of skank look going but not completely trashy she's like right there on the on the on the, the border but she's also seriously hilarious and really cool so like all the way around like dude way to go and but but here's here's what's awesome about that let me let, let me let me tell you what is <laughs> let me know i'm laughing you. so hard no idea go ahead finish your thought and then no, i'm no. going with here's what i love about this relationship like I would like if I were to meet Andrew WK, I would just want to be pull him aside and be like, dude, really? Like you're awesome. Like seriously, like when you've had a bad, you know, when, when you've had a long day, you get to go home and throw down on that. Like you're awesome. You know what's awesome though? I kind of want to say the same to her. Like, dude, you know how awesome you are? The fact that you're with Andrew WK, like that's awesome. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's equally awesome. I mean, for two different reasons. But the fact that, like, she's she's who she is, and she's with Andrew WK, who's awesome. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a mutual ball of you guys are awesome. Like, if there's a Hollywood couple that I just want to, like, you know, give a thumbs up to and, well, let's be fair, be the third. You know, like, <laughs> no, seriously, awesome. I, I, I don't want to be the third. <laughs> 
Oh, come on. I'd stand there. Oh, come on. I'd join in. I, I, I got no shame. What are you talking about? Uh, I'll wait. No, so, so there's two things I want to say. There's, there's two things I want to say about what you just said. Oh, and first destroy, of all, build, destroy was awesome. Anyway. First of all, I used to love when Andrew WK, he had an advice column. And this, this is what I started to say. He had an advice column. And he would he would refer to things as a party and not a party. So like he would be like, if it was like, my boyfriend won't let me go out with my friends and he won't let me, he's very controlling. Andrew WK would say, you need to get away from him because that dude is not a party. Or if it was like, hey, you know, I you know I, I don't know what to do. My my friend he he's a really you know I, my friend's a really cool guy and I really want to date him. He'd be like, that guy's a party. So I always loved his rating scale. Things were not a party. So, you know, I stepped in gum. That's not a party. I I found $20 on the street. That's a party. He was in the party party. Yeah. I don't know if he ran or whatever, but he he was like he was going to be in the party party. Well, he was he was uh, he also one of my biggest disappointments living in New York City was I never got to go to Santos party house. That was his like his club. Well, my biggest disappointment was when. Um, God, I, I'll never forget this. I, I, when I, when I worked at the radio station and I don't know if I ever told the story. I probably did. But if I did, it was years ago. One of my, one of the DJs that worked at the show called me on my phone, you know, like, like on my cell phone, like, like called me and it was like, Hey, there's someone calling for you trying to get a hold of you at the radio station. And I was like, yeah, that's what they do. Tell them to leave me a voicemail. You know what I mean? Like. Like I'm, I'm management, I get it. Have them leave me a voicemail. Like I don't care. And I sound like a dick, but my my point is like I don't care. Like, dude, it, 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 it's probably the guy from Flip Top Box, Box. which is a promoter used to call it. Awesome. Or or maybe it was Munzee from Skateboard Marketing, who's by the way the coolest guy in the entire world. If anybody listening to the show knows Munzee, his name's Munzee. That's all you need to know. He's that awesome. But like. So I just wrote it off. I was like, dude, whatever. And then the next day I go to the radio station and I check my voicemail and I get this voicemail like, hey, man, uh, this is Andrew WK. Uh, I was trying to get a hold of you and one of the DJs said to just leave you a voicemail. I'm playing in Cleveland and I was hoping that you could come on up and see the show tonight and hang out with us tonight. But, uh, uh, man, dude, seriously, here, call us at this number. we got tickets waiting for you and blah, blah, blah. I was like, the one time, the one time I don't get the phone call. The one time I say no to the phone call, damn Andrew WK. God, he dude, but he's just awesome. Like he's seriously awesome. So the other the other thing I wanted to say was, uh, you know, you were talking about Cat Dennings and everything. For some reason, I randomly thought of the scene in Total Recall where they're like, you know, describe your perfect woman, and it was like, what what kind of woman do you want? Is like athletic, classy, sleazy, and he's like sleazy, and I'm like, that's you. <laughs> Come on, dude. Like, 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 wait, you know, you'd be like, is there a third option? Super sleazy. See, see that, that's what, that's what I, that's what I love about, you know, the modern world of pornography, because like back in the day, you know, you could walk around be like knockers. Oh, look, look one. This is big knockers part four. Oh, look, it's, it's F a fatty fun time. You know, like, like you could do that, but now you can be like hyper specific. You can be like, well, I want, I want blonde hair. C cup, um, size seven shoe. <laughs> you know what I mean, like size seven shoe. <laughs> come on, it's probably there. But you know, you give me ultra specific, which is which is you know, come on. 
Uh, but sometimes, sometimes I, sometimes I miss the days when I didn't have so many options. I just had to take, you know, I could save time by just grabbing what was on the shelf. Because come on, we all know, dude, you spend more time scrolling than you spend wanking. But that's besides the point. That's besides the point. Anyway, continue. I'm no, drinking Jenny Cream Ale, folks. It's gonna be a fun night. Whether you like just, it or it, not. I, it was just really funny that, but that just reminded me of that his sleazy, and I'm like, hey, that's tough. By the way, seriously, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I reference that scene of the movie. Okay. We all know what scene I reference most in Total Recall. I wish but I had the, three hands. <laughs> wish I had three hands. <laughs> Two handfuls. But, um, uh, no, oh, come on, dude. In the world of amazing, like, dude, could you imagine a better life? You know what I mean? Than having three hands and a woman you could use them all on? Like, come on. <laughs> come on, you know? Literally, on, you know? But, like, um, <laughs> I, lo I love, dude, I love Total Recall. I love that movie. My I mean, clearly my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. If you don't know what it is and you can't guess, you're a you're a moron because it's clearly true lies. Because it's the greatest movie ever. Um, See, it's funny because I I recently watched End of Days, and for those of you who've seen End of Days. After Satan possesses, or the devil possesses the guy, and he walks out of the bathroom, I was like, I, I, I sent a clip of that to Duff, and I was like, this should be how you enter a room at all, to every single time, where he just walks up to the girl, sticks her, sticks his hand on her dress, and starts making out with her, then you know, just pulls her top up and walks away. You know, I, I got, I got to say this really quickly though. Let, let's make this clear. I would love for our listeners someday. To see the list of movie references that Rex says reminds me of him. <laughs> like, like, like you're like, well, you're like the one dude in Friday the, thir the 13th Part 5. You know, the guy who does the blow with the hooker. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, of course, you pick that guy. And then you're like, well, you're, you're, like, you're like the guy. Well, you're that like the would be you in, like, 1986. Yeah, well, then, then, then there's, um, uh, oh, what's the, what's the dude with the leather blazer? Uh, he does the, oh, um, um, uh, uh, it's the movie with the, she was a girl on t the first season of 24. What's the name of that movie? Uh, um, I've never seen 24. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> never watched it. Show. Oh, come on. Uh, you, you do you reference this all the time. Um, hold on. I can't think of her name. Um, what was the movie she was in? Girl Next Door. Oh, dude, you're totally Kelly from that movie. <laughs> he's, dude, he's he's a he's a pornographer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I, sh I should have just said she was in Love Actually, but there's a lot of women in Love Actually. But No, um, but like, dude, there's a scene. She was so, the daughter so of the, 24. The, the, dude, the dude's like a porn director or whatever, and he's sitting there, and he's picking this kid up, and he, he looks over, and he sees a whole group of like high school kids hanging out, and he goes, man... You get those guys together, put them at a prom or a football game, just banging. He goes, man, that would sell. I don't know where I come up with these ideas. It's like a gift. And I'm like, come on. That sounds like something you'd actually... Actually, I think you have said that stuff before. I, what? It's a gift? <laughs> come on, dude. Like, How many times have I said it's a gift? I mean, no, I mean, you'd look at a group of people and be like, man, get them banging in front of a camera. That sell. That's a gift. <laughs> like... <laughs> you know what? The thing is, though, is because A, I'm a capitalist pig who knows how to make money off of things, and B, I'm a pervert. Like you put <laughs> he, also, he, he also says, hey, this is my friend. I forget what the kid's name is. He's the tits. <laughs> Can you say that? I say that all the time. I know I you do. do. I know I mean, you like, do, dude. I'm like I'm like a Larry Flint who can walk. You know, like dude. Or well, that's dead. my point. Like like every 
sleazy pervert in a movie. I'm like, dude, that's you. Dude, I swear to God, anytime Rex sees a sleazy pervert in a movie, he's like, dude, it's you. I was like, oh, wait, what? What What did some sleazy pervert do, and how big was her rack? Well, it was like, it's like, it's like when you're watching a movie, like, ah, oh, nobody's really like that. Oh, really? Here, let me make a phone call. Dude, no, 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 no. The, the, the best thing I've ever heard you say in recent years was you said you were talking to like a friend of yours and you're like, of course I know what a pervert is. I'm friends with Duff. <laughs> like, I don't remember how the I don't remember how it was phrased, but it was something I like, don't like, either, but I, I do remember you're, saying you're, that. You're, you're like, of course I know what a pervert is. I've been friends with Duff for twenty five years. It's like, well, you know. You're um, not wrong. Hey, you know, ha I still to this day, anytime I post something on Instagram, put hashtag yesbone movies on it. <laughs> um I still do. And I know I haven't used some of my catchphrases in a long time. In fantasy, like, I love catchphrases, but they just, some of them got kind of old, you know? Like, I could only say whip my skippy so many times. Now, now, like, when I when I say whip my skippy, I, you know, I... You I, want it I, to mean something. I want it to mean something, you know? <laughs> I mean, we I... Don't, we, we haven't said blow your skirt up in a while either. <laughs> we, 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 um... <laughs> no, look, it's been a while. Um, I did want to say, though, so going going back to what we were originally talking about was... Um, I don't know, like, you know, so, so my point is like, you know, sitting on the patio or whatever, listening to, listening to glam metal and I mean, yeah, I had some classic rock in there. Cause you know what? It, it's funny. Cause growing up, um, you know, I grew up in a house that listened to rock and heavy metal and stuff like that. Like both of my parents listened to like priest and Metallica and, and that kind of stuff. So you know, we'd always have the classic rock radio station on in the backyard, like when, you know, things were going on. And so I I always associate for some reason that type. Of, and this might be it for me. Maybe this is why I associate like fun summer days or cool summer, nice summer days or whatever with glam metal and with uh, with classic rock and stuff, because that's kind of what was always on, like Guns N' Roses and and uh, which was new at the time, Guns N' Roses and you know, a uh, uh, bad company and and Boston bad and, uh, company. Yeah, but but I'm God, saying like you know that, that kind of stuff and and like uh, a Motley Crue and that that was what was kind of a, an Aussie and Sabbath and that kind of stuff was on. And I think of like when I was when I was a kid and because I don't know I was also thinking about how somebody somebody posted a meme and it made a good point. And it was like, dude, everybody gets excited about summer because for a large part of our lives, that's when we could actually have fun with no obligations. And I thought about that for a minute, and I'm like, yeah, you know, why do I get so excited for summer? It's not like I get the summer off. I still got to work. It's like Homer Simpson said when when uh, I think Bart broke his leg, and he was like, I'm going to miss the whole summer. And Homer looks at him and goes, don't worry, boy. When you're like me and get a job, you'll miss every summer. <laughs> So I don't know, like it got me thinking about that, but maybe that's the association. So maybe as much as I love death metal, as much as I love thrash, when I'm having a beer in my patio, something says to me, like, I want to listen to Rat. I want to listen to Motley Crue. I want to listen to Boston. I want to listen to. OK, you know what? You know though, what I mean, let, let, let me let me throw this out, though. So we, we actually recently talked about this, about summer songs. Yeah. Yeah. But we're summer sausage. Yeah, but like, uh, well, that too. I want that. We, we talked about this about glam. Can we, can we pivot for a minute? Because you and I had a conversation about a record before the show starts. Can we pivot? I know it's a metal podcast. Off of glam for a minute, 
And can we talk about like hard rock? Can we just can we just ignore glam for a minute and talk about hard rock? Because I, I feel like we just talked about glam, but there's some hard rock records and some hard rock bands that I think fit this perfectly. And dude, summer is upon us, man. There are hard rock and you mentioned one specific we were talking about perfect albums, and you mentioned a perfect album that is also kind of a perfect rock record for summer too. Look, I know we're a heavy metal podcast. I know a lot of you out there listen to nothing but cattle decapitation and and uh, you know pig destroyer and stuff. The bottom line is this: when I got into heavy metal, I went all the way back. So I got into oh, I love yeah, I love corpse. Well, who influenced corpse? Oh, Slayer. I love Slayer. Who influenced Slayer? Oh. And yes, they probably did. Sabbath. Oh, I love Sabbath. Who influenced Sabbath? I went all the way back to like the roots of rock. So I'm sorry. Like classic rock is a part of heavy metal. If you look at the 1970s, what was well, quote unquote heavy metal in the 70s? Deep Purple. Neither one Black of us are Sabbath, fans of the Beatles. Led Zeppelin. Neither one of us are fans of the Beatles. But if it wasn't for the Beatles, none of them would be here. Yeah. You know, Ozzy, like, Ozzy's, Ozzy's favorite band is the Beatles. Absolutely. 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 And, and as as is, you know, most of their favorite bands. You know, that's but what's I, funny is, I I, I want to say this real quick. I know we're gonna. I know you want to talk about something, yeah, but I just want to say this real quick too. It's funny because, um, I I I saw a meme posted, something maybe it wasn't a meme. Maybe it was some, either way. Somebody had a kiss patch on their battle vest or whatever. And people were like, oh, the Kiss Patch sucks. Oh, look at the Kiss Patch. It's so stupid. Oh, they're an idiot. Look at the Kiss Patch. And I'm thinking to myself, like, do you have any idea how many of these Deathman Thrash Metal bands that you love, love Kiss, and picked up a guitar because of Ace Fraley, or picked up a bass because of Gene Simmons? Like, I just don't understand that disconnect. Like, even if you don't like Kiss... Like, Scott Ian flat out says one of the main reasons he started playing guitar was because he bought a copy of Alive. Dimebag Daryl had Ace Frehley tattooed on his chest because it was, like, his biggest influence. But you'll sit there and go, Dimebag, he's a great, he's a god, I love Dimebag, Kiss sucks, I hate Kiss. If you don't like Kiss, that's fine. But, like, to sit seriously say, oh, look, that person likes Kiss, they're a poser. What? What? You know what I mean? Well, dude, I mean, like, like how many bands that... I mean, the the crappy bands that I don't like that made people pick up instruments. I mean, it doesn't matter. Dude, look at how many of those. Who did I recently read that said that Goodbye Yellow Brick Road is one of the most important records of him to him of all time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read just the read same it. thing. And it, it was a big metal guy, too. It doesn't, and the worst part is, like, you know why? Because it's Elton freaking John. Find something bad about that record. It doesn't exist. Look, like I look have at how many people look at all those guys that grew up listening to like funk and soul and jazz. Who gives a damn, dude? Not you, you listen to other stuff, man. You do. You know, dude. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I like Rat. Okay. I'm 40 fat pervert and I like Rat. Who gives dude. a damn? Don't don't tell me I can't listen to Cannibal Corpse because I grew up listening to Dancing Undercover. Listen, hold on. I'm sorry. You know you know why I I refuse to respect anybody that does not like Goodbye But Yellow Brick Road. Go ahead. I don't know. 
You've got to know. It's track three, Benny and the Jets. Oh, well, yeah. She's got electric boobs. She's got electric, <laughs> electric boobs. boobs. And the best part is, if Elton John's in the room, I'm the only one of the two of us who wants them. And I love it. <laughs> hey, Elton, Elton, keep on Did, singing about them. So, somebody you keep just singing about them, a, I'll keep motorboating them. It'll be awesome. Some, somebody just sent me a video of Elton John, and he was walking out of a room, and he goes, you like yellow gold, right? Here, take this. I this issue. And he turns the corner, and it's Ozzy. And Ozzy's like, Elton, oh, no, I don't need that. Oh, thank you. Oh, and then he puts a necklace on Ozzy, and he's like, Elton, you're the best. And they give each other a hug. And I'm just like, that's awesome. <laughs> Like, dude, <laughs> dude, Elton John rules. I'm sorry. And look, I, you know, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing I'm saying. Like, you know, Benny, and the, I'm sorry, Benny and the Jets. It's worth it for she's got electric boobs. I know it's dude, electric moves. I, I know. I, I, I just I just think of like um, in love, actually, when <laughs> he goes to hang out with Elton John. And then instead he comes home and watches porn with his manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm sorry. Like, uh, dude, love actually is like the greatest movie of all time. And I don't give a damn. What but. But. No, but I mean seriously, like that's why Dude, the and, movie and, yeah, starts El- El- off with a girl who's clearly not wearing a bra, and her nips are pointing out so far they're practically hitting the camera. And I like, get it. El- Elton John is like an, an extreme example. Like it's not as close to some of the stuff we're talking about. Like there are direct ties to Kiss and a lot of the bands that are still out there touring right now. And a lot of bands that are still out there releasing albums. You know, a lot of the big four was influenced by Kiss. Um, you know, I know Carrie King will sit there and be like, "Kiss sucks. I hate Kiss." But I'm sorry. You know, there are like he's going to be like, you know, because he's too cool for school. Scott Ian's going to tell you, "Kiss is one of the hugest influences on him." Uh, Dimebag, obviously, Kiss. I mean, how many times did Pantera paint their faces like Kiss and perform Cold Gin? Dude, I mean, Sebastian Bach video. is like the biggest Kiss fan ever, other than Dude. you know, next to Gene. And that's the thing, like, you don't have to. Well, you don't have to like the bands like you can say i'm not a huge beatles fan but i respect the fact that they you know they had a massive impact on music so like you I, know i, I, I just I, saw I, the beatles cirque du soleil in vegas and i loved every second of it and i'm like, not you're not gonna fan. so like if a dude has a beatles patch on his battle vest i'm not gonna because i literally i was seeing things like well this person's opinion is completely and obviously invalidated because they have a kiss patch and i was seeing literally people like like being serious about that if I see a dude who has like a corp cannibal corpse patch, uh, a Slayer patch, and then a Beatles patch, I'm not going to be like, oh, he's got the Beatles patch. He's a poser. He's just no. I'm going to be like, oh, dude probably actually knows his stuff. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I, I mean I don't know. I just don't get it. But yeah. Anyways, Benny and the Jets. If you don't like Goodbye Real- Yellow Brick Road, because like, you, like, you like obviously Elton- don't like electric boobs. Tiny Dancer. I mean, dude, there's so many good songs about Elton John. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Yeah, well, I mean, if anyone's going to hold you close, it better be Tony Danza. I mean, you know, come on. Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Saturday! Well, dude, that, dude, that song rocks that. so hard. Dude, Flotsam and Jetsam covered that on what... Um, uh, uh, no place. What is it? Uh, no place for disgrace. Is that the name of the record? God, I, I, I always blank on it. Um, I love. Uh, I also love. I'm still. I'm still standing better than I ever have. That song's awesome too. Oh, I man, mean, come on, dude. I'm come sorry. On. Like I, I have so many. Like I was actually going through my iTunes today when I was building that playlist, and I was thinking to myself, like I have a ton. It, by the way, by the way, it is no place for disgrace that they did that on. I'm just checking myself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. I got to make sure. So okay. before we get to this perfect album, we wanted to talk about. You know, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of great music out there that is not thousand note, that is not just metal, that has direct ties to metal. 
and I really believe that people are doing themselves a disservice whenever they say, I can only listen to X. I mean, it's funny because a lot of the, the musicians in so many of these bands that, and that, that's one reason I'll, I'll say this too. I give Ghost so much credit. Like, I know Ghost gets a lot of crap for, oh, they're not metal or whatever, but Tobias Forge isn't afraid to say, dude, I love ABBA. Dude, I love, you know, well, you know what? Tina okay. Turner. Actually, like, I'm not an ABBA fan, but they're another one of those, they're another one of those groups that, dude, they've written like a dozen songs that everyone knows, and to be fair, you probably didn't turn off when they came on. Like, like, like I mean, ABBA's, ABBA's legitimately fantastic. Like, Mamma Mia is an, is an amazing musical, all of ABBA songs. And it's one of those things, like, when you watch Mamma Mia, and by the way, like, 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 um, like, Mrs. Weasley's in the movie version. But, like, when you watch, and so is Pierce Brosnan, and, um, but, like, when you watch Mamma Mia, it's one of those things where you're like, hot damn, I like a dozen ABBA songs. You don't realize how many ABBA songs you know. You probably think of Dancing Queen, but there's so many other good ones. Um, you don't realize, like, dude, there's a ton of ABBA songs you probably like. You, you probably do. I, well, I feel that way about the Beatles. Like, I don't listen to the Beatles, but come on, there's a dozen songs you probably like by them. You might not love the way they sound. You might only like it better if someone else did it, but you like it. Dude, I, I, like, that. I, I like that with, with ABBA. Dude, I'm serious. ABBA's got a dozen songs everybody likes. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't stand Elton John. Or sorry, not Elton John. Didn't mean to say that. I can't John stand Lennon. John Lennon. I can't either. can't stand him, but I found a song I like. Well, I go. love the song Just Like Starting Over because it's done more. It's done less like an, uh, a John Lennon song, and it sounds more like more like a 50s rock song, which I well, like. like. Like like with the Beatles, uh, I mean, the George Harrison songs are great. Like 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 um, While My Guitar Gently Weeps is an amazing song. I'm I'm not a big fan of Paul's voice, but I can tolerate it. I hate John Lennon's voice. Uh, the Ringo songs are all just fun. I don't give a damn. I'd know? like to be under the sea in an octopus's I mean, garden dude, dude, in the dude, shade. A little help for my friends, like dude, come on. Yes, I get I'm, high with a little help. I know, for my I know. There's a better version, but like, if you especially if you watch the Wonder Years, Vinny, what would you do? Come on, Vinny. That's we know why you watched that show. But like, um, there's there, but they're just really. Oh, come up seriously though. By the way, uh, what would I do if I sang out of tune? If you stand up and walk out on me, do you know why that lyric is why it is? It's interesting. Little tidbit mm. of information. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on? Which I know I'm, I'm singing the other version, not the Beatles version. But like, um. It was originally written as, what would I do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and throw tomatoes at me? And he changed it at last minute because he realized if he sang the song that way, people would do it. <laughs> he would, people would throw tomatoes at him. He didn't want that to happen, so he changed it. Um, hmm. but, uh, and by the way, the greatest thing that the Beatles ever did is in Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Do, do, do. Lucy in the Sky. Like, the, the Ringo's like three drum hits. So stupid. Listen to the song. Well, come on, I'm a metal dude. I don't care. Listen to the song "Lucy with in the Sky with Diamonds," which is LSD clearly. But like, there's some debate about that. Well, whatever. But here's the point. Right before that part, the song is going along, blah 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 blah, and then there's a switch. It's a key and a tempo shift and all that stuff. But all of a sudden, Ringo just goes do do do. Lucy in the sky with that. Th I mean, it sounds stupid. 
But to me, the genius of Ringo Starr is right there. It's right there. It's the perfect, like, damn it, that was cool. And I'm not a Beatles fan, but that's awesome. Um, but anyway. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so anyway, okay, so we wanted to talk. I, I, I would, first of all, I want to talk about the record you mentioned. I want to talk hard rock for a little bit. Like, there, there were just some hard rock records out there that, uh, the, actually, let me pull that back. Rock records. I don't even care if they're hard rock. Meaning, like, I don't care if they're necessarily, like, heavy rock. Let's talk about the one that you mentioned as a perfect record. But let's just talk about some other great, like, hard rock records. Why not? It's a good time. So what, what was... What was the hard rock record that came to your mind when I said perfect album? Like, you spit it out. Like, like, like the last week I said Screaming for Vengeance by Priest. Not a rock record. Metal record. But I said to you, like, what's a perfect album? And you spit one out immediately and it just happened to be rock. Boston's Boston. Like, the album is... So, you and I have had a long-standing debate about, about not this album, but about something on this album. I have said that the chorus riff, the main riff to More Than a Feeling is the most rocking riff ever written, whereas you have a different opinion. Well, like, um, I, I know what I used to say, but my, now my, my well, I don't know which one you're getting at, but my actual answer for the most rocking riff of all time, yours is close. Yours is like a sea hair away from the right answer. But dude, come on. It's totally Kansas. Kansas so you, owns you it. You used to say, dun, dun, dang, oh, I know, I, dun, dude, dun, I know, I know. You used to say, I, I know, I used to say, bad company. But with with further consideration, it's Kansas. See, Kansas. The reason, the reason the I say it's not Kansas is because that riff's not rocking to me. That riff's just kind of cool. Like rocking, I think of something like where you're banging or you're nodding your head along to, like Homer Simpson. You sometimes you nod your head around like yes, yes, keep going, and then you start shaking your head like no, 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 don't stop, don't stop rocking. Like that's what I think of when I think of rock and riff. That riff you're talking about the like I couldn't see myself bobbing my head to that. Well, it's it's but yeah, but dude, that middle that middle section. The bend on the 22nd fret. God, I love that song. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to hijack your Boston. But dude, come on. No, more than a feeling still wins. Oh no, I'm not saying it doesn't. It's more than a fit. Like I'm sorry, that riff is just so driving rock. Um, no, but I, I think this album is 100% just perfect all the way through. Like I remember when I first got it on vinyl, maybe about seven or eight years ago, and I knew the album. I. I listened to it on vinyl and it's just one of those things where like, you, you know, when you, you, when you don't have an album, cause I, I had the album in iTunes, but you know how iTunes is. It's not something where you 
iTunes a lot of time is you, you kind of get you kind of get distracted. You'll put on an album and it'll either just play in the background or, you know, you'll switch it halfway. You know, you'll think, oh, I want to listen to that song, whatever. Um, but I remember putting that on vinyl and I was just like, I forgot that all of these songs were on this one album. Like, I think of this album as being a career. Like, I if if you were to hand me this album or if you were to put this album on and say this is Boston's greatest hits, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Because this album is just like there's so many songs that are just still to this day played like crazy what on the rock hell? radio. It is June. My damn furnace just came on. <laughs> Kiss my left testicle, furnace. Holy crap. Kiss the right one while you're at it. <laughs> oh my god, it was 80 degrees today, and my furnace just kicked on. Holy crap. Global warming my ass. Sorry, sorry. Politics. I, that was not a political joke. It was a joke. 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 Panties out of a bunch. It was a joke. Uh, continue. Anyways. Um, no, but I, I thought that, you know, I don't know. This album is just front to back, like, absolutely perfect. More than a feeling, peace of mind, foreplay, long time. You know, rock and roll band smoking. The last three songs aren't. The, the, the funny thing is you were talking about A-side versus B-side, and you're like, A-side so much better than B-side. You're right. But the fact, the funny thing is, those last three songs like hit you yeah, right. Something about you. You, you know the what? The only dude, I was, reason I was confusing myself in my head. I swear to God, I thought it was. I thought it was a. I thought it was a way more front loaded record than it was, and it's not. And, and the thing is, those last three songs. The only reason why that is just because the fir- like the, the the first five are so good. Like those songs are not bad. Like they're not bad songs. They're just not classics. Like un, un, they they had like the embarrassment of riches of having five classic, like timeless songs on one single album, and then the last three are just kind of okay. You know what I mean? Like, oh god, there's so many. It, it's a it's it's a great album. It's a great album. I mean, it's it's unfortunately an album bigger than the band. Um, uh, Boston's a great great band but it, you know it's the problem with boston for me and and, and, I, and I dude i i love boston but in the world of like my favorite rock bands you know they're not my number one my problem with boston is they're a one record band for me and i know that's horrible to yeah. say it but like i am not a greatest hits boston guy because their greatest hits are the first record i agree it's just it's so flipping good there, there are bands who I love their whole careers. With Boston, it's like, dude, that first record is so good. You have a band like Sticks that I like tons of Sticks records. Like I, I, I do. I, I, I like a bunch of them. Um, I mean, the first few were well, okay, but like. The Grand Illusion, Pieces of Eight, Cornerstone, Paradise Theater. Dude, they're awesome. And I mean, I, I even like before that, I like Crystal Ball. I like two. I like, like I like those a lot. But Boston, man, that first damn record is just. It's kind of. It's kind of stupid. <laughs> like, like it's it's a band that I you don't you don't want to say it's greater than the band, but it just that it, 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 it it's not great in the band it's just great i mean the kansas is basically like 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 dude I, by the way 
I like a lot of Kansas, and I like a lot of Kansas outside of these two. But for the most part, if you have left overture and point and overturn, you're 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 doing pretty well. You know, like you're doing pretty well. Um, you know, like there there's just um there there's just some records out there that are that are just flipping good. You know, it's like pieces of eight by sticks. Come on, dude. You know, renegade and blue collar man are on it. Like <laughs> whip your skippy over that one. <laughs> you know? Like, oh dude. I, I man, I got I, I love I love seventies rock music. I love so much of it. I mean, how many times have I gone on record saying Grand Funk Railroad is a bit well, they're the band for me that the generation of people who were into it in the seventies, they're their favorite band, but for some reason the next generation never picked up on them. And I don't know why it is. I mean, I'm into Grand Funk because I had family members who were older than me that were in Grand Funk, but our peers never mentioned them. <laughs> dude, that come on, dude. The the first one, the red Grand Funk record. Oh my god. Was I think it came out in like I think it was late six I'm gonna look it up. I think it was like sixty eight or sixty nine when that record came out. Um I could be wrong. I'm gonna look. Sixty nine. Hey, go me. That that first the red Grand Funk record. The one that has like please don't worry on it, dude, so good. Um the live album is amazing. I mean, come on, we're an American band is great. Like like Grand Funk's another one, man. Dude, they're just good and they're fun. By the way, you mentioned these guys the other day. Do you want to know what band, what classic rock band kicks ass? And I just, damn it, why do people not appreciate this band more? And that's Triumph. <laughs> and they're Canadian. Like, what is with, what is with people not giving the band Triumph like, they, why are they not on that list of, like, greatest rock band? Like, Rick Emmett is a god. I mean, come on, dude. Tell me you don't like the song Laying on the Line. Like, you're full of crap. But then you have songs like Fight the Good Fight, Magic Power. They're good. Dude, Rick Emmett was one of the best vocalists of that era. One of the, the better guitar players. I mean, he was in the upper upper echelon of guitar players and one of the if not I mean clearly like like you had like Mark Farner you had a couple of guys that were like the best singer you know well um Derek St. Holmes yeah and some of those guys that were like the best singers of that era but Rick Emmett is top probably top five you know um yeah dude Triumph needs way more credit than they get they way more credit than they get I mean, it's it's hard to say. I mean, dude, they're they're huge, like I I get it, but they're they're a they're essentially a power trio. I'm pretty sure they they had times when they weren't, but like, they're basically a power trio. They're Canadian. They're just flipping good, man. The the album Just a Game that's got that's got laid on the line on it, um, dude. I mean, just like. 
Allied Forces is another one. It's the one that got uh, Fool for Your Love, Magic Power, Fight the Good Fight. I mean, I know Lay It on the Lines like their big song, but they're, they're album Allied Forces. Going 81, that, that's the one I really love. It's got the, the flying V on the cover. Seriously, Magic Power, Fight the Good Fight. Those two alone... And dude, when I saw when I saw Joey Belladonna's band Chief Bigway, they covered Magic Power. Like, dude, come on, man, it's awesome. Ray, I swear to God, Rick Emmett. Like, there's videos you see him. He did the, the big like double guitar when he his voice was super high. Oh man. Anyway, so I'm sorry, man. Like, I I straight up nut every time I listen to Triumph. They're amazing. <laughs> straight up, like like what about right, Fog Hat. Well, okay, totally different kind of thing. Dude, Fog Hat's awesome they're awesome they, they really are just a great band they're a great band and like i mean how many times have we said like okay not every song i get it but the vast majority of the days to confuse like both the soundtracks like come on dude you're 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 doing well um like you're doing you're doing really flipping well if you just do you just do those records. You know, like there's um th- there's just so much good stuff on there. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, okay, you know what? Let's throw this out. Okay. Classic rock records that will shake your nuts 117 times. I know you agree with me on this one. Dude, they only come out at night by Edgar Winter Group. You have do you have that record? It's the one with the creepy album cover. Yeah, I sent it to you. Right, okay. Dude, well, I mean I, I had it on CD, but like I mean I know like people think of it as Frankenstein and Free Ride. But Rick Derringer's on the record. If you want a record, it is shocking how good that album is. I mean start to finish how flipping good that album is. I remember because I, I sent the I sent that album to you and I'm like, hey dude, do you have this? Because I, I I had got it and I had, I had it forgotten CD. how good it was. It's so flipping good, like dude. It's I, I mean, Free Ride is a great song. Frankenstein's a great song. Oh yeah, dude. Ronnie Montrose is on that record. Yeah, the whole album's stacked. I mean, dude, you got Rick Derringer and Ronnie Montrose on guitar. If you don't know who Ronnie Montrose is, okay. By the way, Montrose was a band. Their, their their song up their first record, Bad Motor Scooter, is is amazing, and that is with a band that Sammy Hagar was in before he went solo. So Montrose is a killer guitar player. The band Montrose was great, but dude, you got Edgar Winter with Rick Derringer, and if you don't know who Rick Derringer is, he wrote "I'm a Real American," the damn Hulk Hogan song. That's Rick Derringer, you know, uh, and not to mention Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo, but like, oh god, that record is. I, yeah, we sent him like I, I sort of got ahead of it. I love that album, love it, love it. I mean, it wouldn't have been one of the ones I thought of to pick, but oh man, talk about a rock classic rock record that is just ridiculously good start to finish. What about um, what about Eliminator? Oh, dude, dude. Okay, admittedly, I'm a like Fandango fan when we're talking. And we're talking ZZ Top, but Eliminators, dude, it's tits start to finish. It's straight up lick the nipples tits all the way through it. 
<laughs> no, it is. It's a great album. It is. It hundred percent is. No, I, I mean, I don't. ZZ Top's one of those bands. Eliminator was their high watermark. Like I know, look, they've never been a slouch. When I'm saying their high watermark, I'm not saying that was their only hit. They had Fandango. They had Rio Grande Mud. Um, they well, had, it was their big uh, commercial album. I that mean, was their big commercial. That was the one. It wasn't like beer drinkers one, and Hellraisers. I mean, it was it the was one their, that everyone knows them from because that was the era where they had their the big car. MTV record. Yeah, that was that was the era where they had the car and they were like doing the with the one the the video. I think it was. I can't remember. I always get the 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 videos. It's funny because I always get the videos mixed up. Give me all your love and legs. Uh, sharp dressed man. I always forget the vid- get the videos for those mixed up, but I can't remember if it was legs or give me all your loving where the guy's like working at a gas station and, and like, like the hot girl comes and, you know, and that it's funny again, they keep like appearing at the side of the road. You know, I forget which one that was, but that that's, that was that era, like eliminator. That's when everybody's really ZZ top went from, you know, a band to like a world-class band. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, they were known before then. They were big before then. But Eliminator took them to that next step, you know, like that next level of, you know, that's like you said, that was their MTV era. They weren't, they weren't a household name in my opinion before Eliminator. No, I, 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 I agree. I mean, they were, well, they were the beer drinkers and Hellraisers up until that point. You know, I mean, that's just, that's just who they were. You know, I mean it. It's just, they were, oh, man. Um, all right, dude, here's the thing. We were going to do we were gonna do a short episode tonight. But now that we're getting to Classic Rock, we're talking about ZZ Top. I kind of want to talk a little bit more. I kind of want to take a break. I've been drinking a lot of beer. I got a tinkle. If it's cool with you, why don't we take a short break? We'll come back. I, I, I It was going to be short, an episode, but I want to tinkle. I want to get a snack. I want to get some more beer. And I want to continue down this road because Classic Rock's fun to talk about. It's just fun. It's up to you, man. But I say we take a break. If that's the case, take us out to break, and I'm going to, you know, tinkle and get some more beer. All right. So, you know, hopefully you're enjoying the episode. Um, Hopefully, I don't want to say the departure from metal, because really and truthfully, it's all the same Oh, come on, yeah. I mean, dude, if you listen to our show, you're probably not just into Lorna Shore and their vaping you're probably into like old school metal <laughs> yeah, there therefore you're probably into some hard rock so it's cool yeah, anyway dude take us out the break all right so uh hopefully you're enjoying the show but don't worry we'll be right back here in the heavy metal hangover we're back we are the Heavy Metal Hangover. Actually, tonight we should be the Classic Rock Hangover. I feel like we should be wearing bell bottoms and and uh, have giant sideburns and Fu Manchu mustaches and and smoky brown like sunglasses and brown leather jackets. Oh, dude, come on! In other words, you That's in 1977. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Like I say, <laughs> basically the guy from the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I'm totally the guy from the Doobie Brothers. I would have been in the Doobie Brothers, let's be fair. Because that's, you know, that's who I am. And if you're going to be in a band, might as well be in the Doobie Brothers. Uh, they're awesome. The Doobies. 
Dude, come on, the Doobie Brothers got some trim. You know they did. Of course they did. You know, back in those days. That, I don't think anybody's disputing days, that. They, they were sniffing panties and smell and smiling about it. You know what I mean? Like they were they were chasing the muff around. I mean, I mean, maybe when Michael McDonald showed up, maybe things got a little different. But like at least before Michael McDonald, dude, they were they were chasing they were the motor, muff around. They were, motor, they were motorboat and sons of a gun. You know, like. Chasing the fair. muff around, you know. Chasing the muff around. Um, so anyway, okay, so we talked about Boston. We talked about sticks. We mentioned uh, briefly, uh, we mentioned Kansas. We mentioned Bad Company. I know I mentioned um, uh, Grand Funk. Um, I, I mean, dude, I'm a Rush fan, but I kind of, they're, they're, they're a little different. Um, well, hey, dude, here's one. And I mean, we're going we're gonna to date us back to the 60s, but like, dude, we're both big fans, big fans of The Who. Like, I know you like The Who, and you know I do. That band, that's another band that just, dude, talk about awesome album after awesome album. I mean, Quadrophenia's, I know, like, you know, the record. But there's so much good music by The Who. So much. I, I, I mean, I, I, you're into the Who, right? I mean, I'm not crazy. Oh yeah, I yeah no, I, I love the Who. I just I, actually you own all their. I, don't you like own all their albums? Yeah, I have albums? all their albums. Well, all I, I well, I there's I, I trail off after the classic ones. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have. Oh, well, I have odds and sods. I don't have. Uh, what's the one where they're where they're on the cover and they have all the giant products? Um, oh, like the, um, the deodorant um, sellout. Uh, no, nah, sells out. Um, something like that. I even yeah, have a lot of the, I even have a the lot of Pete Townsend out. and Roger Daltrey's oh, solo the who sell stuff. Out. Yeah, with the like the with like the with like the fuck. Ooh, I just said the f word. Almost did. I didn't. I dropped it. <laughs> with like the with like the Heinz with like yeah, the, yeah. the Heinz baked beans and then the, the giant stick of deodorant. Like Pete Town or uh, yeah, Pete Townsend's putting on the giant stick of deodorant, or is it Ent uh, Whistle? One of the two of them. No, it's 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 definitely it's Pete Townsend with the deodorant and um, Daltrey with the beans. Yeah, but like it's 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 just, um, I I always hated that album cover. Because it's obnoxious to looking at to look at, but um, it, it's a great album too. Like, um, I mean, like I said, Quadrophenia. Like, if you had to hand someone a Who record, like, all right, fine, take it. Um, but when we talk about a band who could put out a live record. Well, okay, talk about an era that the live record was really important, though. That is an era where the live record was important. You got the Who had a great. I mean, Kiss clearly with a live. I mean, dude, come on. You wouldn't know who Peter Frampton was if it wasn't for Cram Frampton Comes Alive. You Everybody wouldn't. had a copy of Frampton Comes Alive. If you lived in the suburbs, you were issued it. Came in the mail with samples of Tide. I mean, not to, and, and not to quote Wayne's World again, but Double Live Gonzo, Intensity in Ten Cities, Live at Budokan. Like, those are three amazing live records. Intensity in Ten Cities, mm, it's a great live record. It's just sadly... All the good material was on Double Live Gonzo, so he was pulling for the, you know, not as good of material. But we're talking like Weekend Warriors. But Double Live Gonzo, dude, come on, in the world of great live records. Yeah, I love Ted Nugent. I love him, and I love his first few records, but Double Live Gonzo blows it all away. Because you had that original lineup, you had the Derrickson Holmes and Cliff Davies, like you had that lineup on that. I mean, dude, um, uh... Uh, like Henry Rollins said, like you know, greatest show he ever saw in those days was was the Double Life Gonzo tour with Ted and that original band. Yep. Um, but the Who's got a great live record. Kiss clearly. Um, 
the Fog Hat Live is great. The, uh, well, we, I was talking about Grand Funk earlier. Their live record is great. Um, again, Live of Budokan, but like Cheap Trick. Great band with a great live album. Um, I, I just, man. I mean, you know, there's some big ones. I mean, clearly like the first Van Halen record. Kind of hard to ignore, you know. Um, but uh, well, like the reason I mentioned Triumph was again, like like a, a band that that like it always bothered me that Rush isn't next to like the Rolling Stones, the Who, and Led Zeppelin. Like they should have been there. But there's just a, a lot of other bands that it's just it's as big as they were. It saddens me that they're not, you know. One of the first bands people think of it, and again, the Triumph is 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 very much one of those. But dude, how many times have we talked about Deep Purple, and how if your Deep Purple experience is Machine Head, you done missed out, son. <laughs> you missed out. <laughs> no, you missed out. I mean, I how agree. many times have you and I talked about it? Like if if your experience with Deep Purple is Machine Head, that's like saying your Metallica experience is Enter Sandman. I'm serious. I like Machine Head too. Machine Head is Highway awesome. Star is great. Machine Head is it's awesome. It's a great album. It's not their best, and it doesn't describe their career at all. No, I mean, it's their big one. It's the one everybody knows. But you know, it's one of those. It's it's one of those things where it's it all comes from smoke on the water, really, because. Smoke on, in my opinion, Smoke on the Water was, I mean, to this day, it's the first song everybody who picks up a guitar who likes any sort of rock learns. Dun, 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 dun. You know what? Let me stop you right there. I used to agree with you, but what is it now? Oh, I don't think it's Smoke on the Water. Know. I don't even know anymore, to be I mean, honest. It's with you. I mean, like, like if you go into a guitar center, you hear Crazy Train. You still but hear Crazy Train. It's not the first, the, but the, you know. Metallica. You still hear Crazy Train. You still hear Entertainment. But I'm saying like that. That that's after you've been playing for a while. I'm talking about literally like I I'm got a guitar like yesterday. The, I'm just wondering why. I mean, um, I mean, look. Anyway, go on. I was gonna say like the only reason why I bring that up. It's it's it is. It's a big. Uh, it's a big song. So I think Machine Head like overshadows their entire career only because of Smoke on the Water. Now, now there are other things on Machine Head. Highway Star is a big hit for them. Space Trucking, you know that kind of stuff. But I really think Smoke Space Trucking's awesome. Yeah, it is. Come on, it also had a unique sound and it was come very on. different. Like if you, it's funny because if you on, listen to Shades of Deep Purple, come on. If you listen to Shades of Deep Purple, it sounds nothing like Machine Head. So, like, if you like love Machine Head and you go out and buy Shades wow. of Deep Purple, you're going to be disappointed because they sound like a like, '60s like, like, rock I, band I, at that point. I got to throw this out, man. If you're a fan of a band like Dream Theater and you've never heard Perfect Strangers, I, I know that was later. That was when that was when Ian came back. But like, dude, Perfect Strangers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dream Theater covered it. I know, but like, God, God, that's so good. Perfect Strangers is so good. I know it's not 70s. It's like 81 or something. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Ian did the Born Again record with Black Sabbath, and like then he got back with Deep Purple. I want to say it was something like that. But um, because this was after um, 
this was after uh, the, um, the 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 alternate era um, of of, uh, of of Deep Purple Wear. Like what the David, by the way, the David Coverdale Deep Purple record, the record Burn by by Deep Purple. Like it's when David Coverdale was in the band. If you don't know who David Coverdale is, you think of him as a guy from White Snake. Like those records are good. They're really good. Just the thing. So when Ian Gillen went back in Deep Purple on Perfect Strangers, like they tossed out anything David Coverdale did, which is a damn shame because it's good. Um, but yeah, Deep Purple. Well, Deep Purple was Lars Ulrich's favorite band. That's a band that he followed. Um, like, oh, it's, it's just another one. And Deep Purple, it's a sore spot for me. And it's a sore spot for me because it's like, dude, you people, you people talk about, well, Deep Purple is always big in, in England and Europe more so than the United States. We talk about Deep Purple and it's like, dude, I'm telling you. Like, I'm not being an elitist prick here. Like, if your experience with Deep Purple is Machine Head, that's I, it's the equivalent of your experience with Metallica being Enter Sandman. And I say that because you're missing, not to say you're not missing the biggest song they ever wrote, because it is, it's their Enter Sandman. But you're missing the magic of how good that band was. Ian Pace, their drummer? Holy crap, is that guy good guy was years ahead of his time and left he's a lefty drummer but like dude he's so good so good you know well dude come on how much fun well speaking i'm going to vodka this year and uriah heap is playing the heap the heap like how could you how do you not like the heap? dude demons and wizards by the heap come on dude that that record's good if you i know you like that record It's good. It's good. Um, so I, I don't know, man. Like, like I know we talk about glam, but there's just so many classic rock bands that I just. Wow, dude. Uh, well, you know I'm a huge Journey fan, right? And um, my thing about Journey is this: like, I know that the 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 biggest time that the band was together was when was when Greg Raleigh left the band and Jonathan Cain joined. We, you, you, the, the big Journey songs you think of were when Jonathan Cain joined and him and Steve Perry wrote a lot of those songs together. Um, but that original, well, the original Journey band was just basically, you know, Neil Sean and, and uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Greg Raleigh, who were in um, Santana's band. And when um when they put their first couple of records out they were like straight up like just prog rock albums the album infinity the album infinity it's when greg raleigh and 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 and, and ainsley dunbar was still on drums and uh, and greg and, uh, and uh, 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 greg was still there neil Sean was there that was the first record where you had that original lineup and steve perry was on it God, that record's great. I mean, everybody knows Wheel in the Sky, but Lights is on it. Feeling That Way is my favorite Journey song. That is on that. That is on it. Anytime and La Da Da is on it. 
It's just it's great, great stuff. Yeah, they got total pop 40 after a little while, but at least at that point, dude, great. Great stuff. It's seriously. It's good stuff. Do you? Frampton comes alive. Oh, dude, come on. Dude. I, I always love that. I always love that in uh, in High Fidelity. Is that Peter effing Frampton? <laughs> Every time I hear Frampton on, I go, is that Peter effing Frampton? <laughs> I do. It's no. so good. <clears throat> no, I tell you what, man. It's... It's, uh, it's classic rock is, I don't know, again, maybe I associate it with, with summer and, and good weather and everything so much because of like when I was younger, maybe I'd associate it, you know, a little differently, but again, you know, I still can't, I still can't, uh, get past it when, you know, the, the sun comes out, like all, like all I want to do is roll down my windows, listen to like. Panama and kickstart my heart and body talk and um you know tooth and nail um just got lucky that's another big one for me just got lucky just got lucky you, say you just got lucky so did you say last or uh, last week or a couple weeks ago that under locking key is a perfect album for you I think so yeah I mean I I swear to god there's a song on it you don't love but I love under locking key let me take a look at it again because I was looking at it today, and I'm see if you're talking about Dawkin, Dawkin. Um, if you're talking about Dawkin uh, and Mr. Lynch, there, you know, Mr. The, Lynch. The, there's two albums in my mind that you can choose. Uh, first of all, Back for the Attack isn't it? No, um, it's not Back for the Attack. Which Breaking sucks the Chains Mr. isn't Scary's it? Scary's on it, and 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 well, so Dream is, Warriors, uh, Kiss so of Death, Dream Warriors, and Mr. Scary are like the highlights. Burning like a flame's not bad, but it's like, you know, it's Don Dock and kills the song. See, in my opinion, you can either be a tooth and nail fan or you can be an under lock and key fan. I'm totally a tooth and nail fan. Well, I like them both, but uh, under lock and key is just like that's my go to. I had it on cassette and I, I just I listened to it a lot and it's just See, it's I had the tooth record and nail. I think of. See, I, I had Tooth and Nail. I didn't have... I did have Under Lock and Key, I think, but later Tooth and Nail was my... That was the album I had on CD. I still have somewhere. Um, Into the Fire is on it. I mean, come on. Into, Into the, fire. the Fire! Alone Again is on it. Freaking Tooth no, and Nail. Just Got it's Lucky. Oh, no, man. It's a, it's I mean, a, if you look a, at... Under Lock and Key to me is honestly... All right, dude, wait, stop. The Hunter. <laughs> Lightning Strikes Again. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Will the sun rise? Like, till the living end? Mm. Unchain the night. Dude, come on. Dude, under underlock and key, it, to me, is lightning strikes. It's, and and it's not love. It's not love right. might be one of my favorite. I know, if I not, know you're, one of, you're like one of two people that doesn't love the hunter. But here's my point. I'm a Whether or not you like, actually, let me throw this out. Searching for love. Yeah, I don't like that song. Whether or not you like tooth and nail better than under lock and key. And it's cool. It's just an opinion. Listen to Under Lock and Key and tell me there's a weak moment on the record. It the exist. Hunter. Well, you don't like The and, Hunter. Fine. Okay, you, you don't know, like you know, you know, you know what else, fairness, you know what else bothers me? In all fairness, The Hunter is one of their fan favorites. So, like, you might not like it, but I, you can't call it a weak <laughs> Dude, song because it's a, it's a big song for them. Dude, I'm sorry. The part in the middle of In My Dreams, the, ah, I always, oh, it's cringy to me. 
You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, uh, it's like, uh, that part. Oh my God. I don't know. I love it. Ah, God. I just, the video, did you ever see the video for that song? Oh yeah. Well, come on, dude. It's a docking video, of course. (laughs) It's so terrible. Like they're acting out the lyrics. Like when she's a, what's the little line? Like you say something like what do you, and then they, they have a woman come on screen and like mouth the words and then there's Don Doc and then he gives her a black and I'm just like, oh, it's so bad. It's not love video is cool. They're driving on a, a flatbed truck, driving around LA performing on a flatbed truck. Um, it's really cool. That that you know, it's not love might be my favorite Dawkins song aside, but but tooth and nail, and into the fire is just into the fire in my opinion is a heavy song. Like it I, it's well, it's it's the song it's I, the song they lead off with in the Nightmare on Elm Street three. No, I know, dude. I mean, come on. Honestly though, some but here's my problem with Dawkins. Some of my favorite track like songs like Will the Sunrise. I, is that my favorite Dawkins song? I don't know what is, but it's so good. You know, don't you, lie to me. I know it's kind of baby. Don't lie. I know it's kind of poppy, but dude, till the living end, dude, till the living end is good. That's good too. I will go as far as to say between tooth and nail and under lock and key, they're perfect straight through. It's like the first few rat records. They're just good. I don't know. I mentioned that before, but they're just it's good. You just got lucky. Oh, I, I love that song. You was you were just using someone, and I, I was have, the one. And she said, "You just got lucky." Oh, I man. don't know if I have a favorite Dawkins song. I don't. I, I couldn't pick because I, well, I like Under Lock and Key all the way damn through. I just do. It's like the first Skid Row record. I know we mentioned that. Just it's too good the whole way through. You know what? Dude, okay, hold on. If Go you ahead. were to take Tooth and Nail off of a Dawkins album and put a different singer, you'd t- you'd swear that that was a speed well, dude, metal I, song, I, not I a glam metal for song. Years. Take take every Dawkins record and get rid of Dawn. Yeah, it might be kind of glammy at times, but it wouldn't sound like that. It would have balls and chunk and and boobies. Like it would be awesome. And that's that's my problem within my dreams is is Dawn just he pisses all over that song. That ah, like he's just it's just like that. It sounds whiny. Like it's it doesn't sound like emotional. Like oh my 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 woman just left me. It sounds like he's like whining, like, you know, like it doesn't sound like, ah, it sounds, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, I don't know, man. It's not love though, man. Oh, see again, I will say this about under lock and key. What I like on under lock and key. No, I take that back. It's not love may be my favorite Dawkins song just because I love that chorus. Wapi. That's the only time I think Don Dawkins actually sounds decent is that song where he's like, Why, baby, why did you let me and leave you so lonely? That's the only time. That song is the song where he actually sounds like he has some conviction. The rest of the time, he just sounds like he's going, eh. <laughs> Dude, come on. Look, look. I'm serious. Though. Unchain the Night, The Hunter, Never In My Dreams, Slipping Away. The night. Lightning strikes again. It's not love. Jaded heart. Don't lie to me. Will the sun rise until the living end? I love all of them. Tooth and nail just got lucky. Dude, I'm not into saying the I don't fire love alone nail. again. Come on. I love that record too. Don't close your eyes. I love when the heaven comes. I love that whole record. 
Bullets to Spare. If anything on there is weak, it's Bullets to Spare. It's not a bad song. Dude, I kind of want... You know what I want to do? I kind of want to either cover Tooth and Nail or Into the Fire and, and do vocals with balls. Like, instead of being like... I'm falling. Be like into the fire. I'm falling. You know, like I, I mean, I can't. You know, like James Hetfield style, maybe or something like that. You know, or or like Tooth and Nail. Uh, uh, how long does it take to break the spell? Straight to the top. Tooth and Nail. You know, something like that. Like I wonder if it would actually make the song sound like it has a set of nuts. <laughs> well, there was that band. What was it? Um. Uh, TNN. It was Tooth and Nail. It was it was the band Dawkins with a different singer. It's uh, could you could you imagine those first two Dawkins records with Sebastian Bach? Come on, dude, it would be amazing. Breaking the chains. Take take Sebastian Bach, have him sing Breaking the Chains. You'd, you'd be like, man, come on. Well, George Lynch said the biggest regret of his career was naming the band after him. You know, like you know, you know what the uh, best part about breaking the chains was the video where they're the all chain. chained up in the dungeon. Oh god, dude! <laughs> I just think of Jeff. I think of Jeff Pilson in that video. It's or so jo- funny. George Lynch literally breaks the chains and starts his guitar solo. <laughs> What's funny about George Lynch is he's a complete badass. I was like, oh man, come on. He was uh, a bodybuilder for a while. Yeah, I know. I know. I remember that. But like, dude, I mean. I, I agree with you, man. I will say though, those two rat record or those two docking records are amazing. First three rat records. I mean, Detonator's good, but those first three rat records, uh, you know, uh, 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 out of the cellar, dancing, uh, um, 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 uh, uh, invasion of privacy, and dancing undercover. Not a weak track. The first Skid Row record, not a weak track. The first two Cinderella records, like them or don't like them, not a weak track. There just isn't. They're good. I mean, Cinderella came around a little bit later. Uh, they were, well, they weren't around a little bit later, but they, their records came out a little bit right later, so they were seasoned by that point. Um, Reach, Reach for the Sky had two things going for it, though, in terms of rat. It yeah. had I Want a Woman, which is an amazing song, and it had, hey, what is all this talking, talking going, going around? <laughs> Way cool, Junior. <laughs> That's a, you know, it's a terrible song and also kind of awesome at the same time. It's, it's like, I like think it's so bad. It's awesome. Invasion of Privacy, Dancing Undercover, Reaching for the Sky. Um, I, I said Detonator. I meant Reaching for the Sky. Detonator has Shame, 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 and Love and Use a Dirty Job. But, dude, those are good songs, too. Heads I Win, Tails You Lose, good song. Like, Detonator I just got love 90. the fact it's called Way Cool Junior. That's <laughs> like, the, like, like, that would be a cool band name, Way Cool Junior. I'm sure it exists. But it was like the, Okay, Out of the Cellar, Invasion of Privacy, Dancing Undercover, Flawless all the way through. Reaching for the Sky is good. Reach for the Sky is good. I mean, like, I Want a Woman, Way Cool Junior. They're good songs. They're not as, the record is not as good as the three before, but it's still good. Detonator. And it's got, like I said, Shame, 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 Loving Dude's a Dirty Job. It's got some songs on it that are good. Not as good, but, I mean, three great records all the way through. Um, there's just... All right, dude, I, we're, 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 a, we're, we're getting close to our time out. Here's what I want you to do. I, I know you've got a list of some of your Dangerous records. Do me a favor. Take a look. Find something... I don't want you to dig up a band that you think no one's ever heard of. Find one that you would say just might not be the first to come to mind to people. You know what I mean? Like, like find one on your list. You're like, you know what? There's one that people might not think of 
as a great example of a perfect record. Do you have one on there that's like, yep, there we go. I mean, you can look at my list. We have collective lists. I mean. Well, I mean. Uh, well, truthfully and honestly, and I, you know, I told you I was making a playlist. And we've talked about this album before, but I, I, I don't know. I'm making a playlist. And when I got to Skid Row, it was very difficult for me not to just dump the first album onto the playlist. Because I was like, I can't pick. Like, it, it was not a question of I couldn't find a song I liked. It's just no matter what I put on that playlist, I felt like I was skipping over something that I would want to listen to. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I know that everybody knows this first Skid Row album. Maybe you haven't listened to it in a while. I mean, other than that, if you want me to pick something obscure, when I say no, obscure. I'm not obscure, but maybe, maybe just something, like, less top of mind. Oh, look, dude, I'm seeing some on here that I'm like. Oh, there's a handful. Well, I'll tell I was you the gonna first say which jumped out of me, but go for it. Not, Witchery's not, restless. Okay, Witchery's restless and dead is to, is one for me. Um, Can I mention I one on your say, list that is yeah. not a surprising addition to anyone's list if you think about it? But dude, how could you not put Heartwork by Carcass on the list of great albums? Like, I know you have it listed on, like, Dangerous Albums, but come on, dude. Heartwork by Carcass. Put that damn record on and tell me you don't blow your load 10 seconds in and wish you could keep doing Like, you're jealous of women who could get off that many times in, in an hour. You know what I mean? You're like, why can I only get off twice? You know, like, it's good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But seriously, Heartwork. No. Like, find a weak moment on Heartwork. It doesn't exist. I'd even go as far as to say the record after it. Cross My Heart's my favorite song of theirs. But, like, is that what it's called? Cross My Heart. Cross My Heart. We gotta open the door. That one. Um, yeah, I mean. Dude. Yeah, I mean, so I, Witchery and then maybe, maybe uh, you know, uh, there's a couple, like, non-metal, yeah, like, 45 Graves, a punk album. That album, to me, keep on is riding in a free world, just funny. But, that yeah. album goes on. I'm listening to it again for, like, the next hour. All right, so yeah, I mean, like we we've talked about a bunch. Um, in in full disclosure, man, this is I a random having, ass episode. Yeah, it's a random ass episode. Um, in in full disclosure, power has been kind of wacky, like I said, and um, my uh, my internet service provider has been having some issues, and my my internet keeps dropping. Uh, so if at any point in time this episode it sounds like we dropped and had to patch it back in or whatever, like it's because it's what happened. It's happened a bunch of times, so. I think it's time that we just uh, we just bounce again. I would love to keep talking about this, but we'll we'll, we'll do it next week. It's just I, I keep losing my internet connection. It's driving me completely crazy. So it's about time we bounce. So again, we'll we'll talk about this more. We'll pick it up next week. It's it's actually been quite fun. I'm glad we did tonight. I know we were talking about doing a really short episode. I'm glad we didn't do a super short episode, but this is a relatively short one for us anyway. So. Hey, uh, don't forget, like us and follow us on Facebook and uh, Instagram at the Heavy Metal Hangover. Get a hold of us. Again, Rex is on the internet a lot more than I am. He's on social media a lot more than I am. If you message us on on Instagram or Facebook at the Heavy Metal Hangover, he'll probably answer more so than me, but I'll get to you if you need to talk to me. Otherwise, um, just a little reminder, we don't take any money from this show. We don't do ads, have sponsors. Everything you hear us talk about is us because... Frankly, Rex and I both have real jobs, and we're not 
trying to make this show a job. As soon as we make money off the show, it's a job. We don't want that. It's not artistic integrity. It's just that's just the way it is. I, I don't want the stress. Um, so uh, it's just us, man. You know, very few podcasts are like, screw you. We're not taking money. Well, we don't. So it's been just fun, but I, I'm, I'm ready to get out of here. I want to go um, upstairs. And I was watching Heartbreak Ridge about halfway through. I love that movie. Anyway, I want to go finish it, drink some beer, and, uh, and, and have a good time. So anyway, thank you, everybody, for checking us out tonight. Again, we've had a lot of issues over the last two days with, with power and internet and blah, blah, blah. My stupid heater kicking on in June. Um, so it's time we go. Please, I, I want to hear from you. And we will talk next week. We'll do another episode. It'll be a lot of fun. So anyway, we're going to have a little bit of fun uh, soon. I'm going to drink more. So my name is Duff. My name is Rex. And we'll see you next week on another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. Congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. With your beer-guzzling, head-banging hosts, Rex and Duff. <laughs>